This is the Joy of Geek. Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast. I am Rich Lepore. Kevin Schaefer. And we are here today to talk about the fall film season for 2018. And uh, it's an interesting one. Very interesting some, one. Some, some really exciting stuff and some yeah. startling omissions, yeah. right? big time. What um, are those omissions, Kevin? Well, right off the bat, we'll go ahead and say that this is the first fall movie season since 2014 that there is no MCU, no Star Wars, and no Pixar, which is pretty crazy. Crazy. That's so, the, yeah. meaning that, like, they need some serious left-field winners, yeah, yeah, right? And, yep. and heavy hitters to, yeah, to yeah. fill in those very big shoes. Yeah, big time. Um, it's interesting, for sure. So, there are some big ones to talk about. We'll be sure. talking about uh, all the ones that were that sort of cross over into our interest. Mm-hmm. A couple that are just big, even if they're not our thing. Um of course, this is the Joy of Geek, so we always talk about a little bit of geek culture news. We also talk about you know TV, movies, comic books, um, and we also talk about uh, some of the stuff we've been checking out. So I got a sure. couple uh, British picks as of usual, course. as usual. Um, one that's got some serious crossover uh, attention called Killing Eve that I'll be talking about a little bit. I'd be startled if, if listeners out there haven't heard something about this. Um, this show has just got tremendous buzz, so we'll talk about some of that, um, some other things. Um, you got a little tease for one of the things you've been watching or checking uh, out? Oh, let's see. I did finish a certain show I've been talking about. Oh, good, good, I'll, good. I'll talk about good. that. The but prequel to also, Mayans good, MC, oh, yeah, perhaps? Yeah. That, that is it. Also, can I just say, too, recently, we were at dinner with some friends. We met someone who watched as one of Rich's shows, and uh, and the joy in his eyes oh just, my like, God. skyrocketed. Shout out yeah. to Della. Yes. Um, we were talking, and uh, she watches, albeit with her grandparents, but she watches Midsummer Today. Murders, and uh, that definitely and, 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 and exactly, yeah. exactly. It is a very relaxing show. Um, now I've now I've got like multiple people confirming that adults watch that show to go to sleep at night. Right, right. <laughs> so it's been confirmed that show uh, has a uh, uh, a melatonic effect. Right, right. Um, all righty. Well, without any further ado, let's talk a bit about some news. I think we have a couple sure. stories to touch on. We do. Um, take it off news editor, Kevin. Okay. Um, or more accurately, guy who pulls stuff off the internet. Hey, but, man, hey, we'll you always it. say that, but I like the title, <laughs> so I'm going to okay, give it to I'll you. Okay, I'll take it. Um, so first off, so I, th- you might be able to help a little more. Have mm-hmm. you read any Doom Patrol? Mm-mm. You haven't? Okay, I wasn't sure. No. I, was, I know you're a big when I saw this, Right. Yeah. When I saw the story on... Uh, your your outline. Yeah, I was yeah. like, um, oh, good. I'm going to ask Kevin what this yeah, is about. Yeah. And I guess we just don't know. I, need, no, I have one of them at home. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to read it before the show comes out. But um, as we talked about before on the DC streaming service, one of their first big original projects they're doing is a live-action Doom Patrol series. Okay, um, all right. And so some cast announcements have started to come in. Um, the first one that really took me by surprise, just because I can't remember the last thing I've seen him in, um, but Brendan Fraser is going to be voicing Robot Man. And see no man himself. Yes. It's, so wait, that, he's going to be... Vo- oh, right. Voicing, it, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the cyborg. CG. Yeah, yeah, um, So he's voicing Robot Man, which is one of the heroes of Doom Patrol. And then Alan Tudyuk, very popular yeah, character like actor, um, has been cast as the villain, Mr. Nobody. Um, Excellent. So he was in Firefly, no? Firefly. Um, he's in Rogue One. He's the droid in that. Cool. Um, he's in a lot of stuff, but... Um, just um, a brief summary because again, I 
uh, it's one of those just books that in my pile of shame of I have not delved into. Um, but Doom Patrol is a reimagining of one of DC's strangest group of outcasts: Robot Man, played by Brendan Fraser; Negative Man, Elasta Woman, April Balby, and Crazy Jane, played by Diane Guerrero. Led by the mysterious Calder, they're called into action by the ultimate hero for the digital age, Cyborg. I'm gonna butcher the name, but Hovi Hoivan Wade, I apologize to the actor. Banding together, these rejects find themselves on a mission that will take them to the weirdest and most unexpected corners of the DC universe. Hmm. Um, And a little backstory on Alan Tudyk's character. After exposure to unknown experiments by ex-Nazis and not unknown experiments, not, oh no, anything yeah. but that by ex-Nazis in post-war oh, Par- Paraguay, uh, the man formerly known as Eric Morden emerges as a living shadow, able to drain the sanity of others as the enigmatic and totally insane Mister Nobody. Okay, so that sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As as I hear more about this, it reminds me. I think this has a pulp vibe. Pulp, um, yeah. Something about like, Doom Patrol does a little campy. Sure, sure. But this starting to this is starting to sound like some really interesting like sci-fi conceits. Oh, some I think. Re- it, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say it just it's starting to really get my interest. The more you talk about it. Oh, I think it's. I mean, what I know about Doom Patrol. I mean, pulp, but also very surrealism. And I mean, Grant Morrison wrote the most iconic run on mm-hmm. it. Um, and then your favorite person on Earth did a follow-up years later. Uh, but. Uh, but actually, Jordan's reading the big Grant Morrison omnibus right now, so hmm. I'll be curious to ask his thoughts as well. Excellent. But, um, um, so is that re- the one you have, though? Like no, I have like one of the trades somewhere. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, um, here's Wikipedia's take on like the team. Okay. So they said the first Doom Patrol consisted of superpowered misfits whose quote gifts caused them alienation and trauma, dubbed the quote world's strangest heroes, mm-hmm. and then in parentheses an epithet conceived by editor Murray Boltonoff. Um, the original team included the Chief, Robot Man, Elastigirl, and Negative Man. Um, the team remained the, fe- uh, the excuse me. The team remained the featured characters of My Greatest Adventure, which was soon retitled Doom Patrol from issue eighty six, March nineteen sixty four onward. So this goes way back. The original series was canceled in sixty eight when Drake killed off the team in the final issue of Doom Patrol one twenty one. Since then, there have been six Doom Patrol series with Robot Man as the only character to appear in all of them. Interesting. Okay. Um, for sure. So it sounds like it's a really um, good well to sure. draw from. Um, sure. Interesting characters. Lots of stories. Sure. Um, we've seen that the MCU has been very successful in taking characters from all of the books. Like when a character has a long storied history in comics, right. it's really great mining material. And so they'll take like the best, juiciest stories from it. And it seems like Doom Patrol in turn also has a big... Um, history and a lot of great stories that probably sure. never see the light of day. Even comics fans like us, you more than me, but us um, haven't really read it. Yeah, you know, so it's 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 more obscure than some. Sure. No, I'm very interested in seeing what will come of it. Um, good direction. Berlant- good yeah. idea. Greg Berlanti's production company is adding it up. Jeff Johns is involved, um, mm-hmm. and it definitely looks more interesting. It sounds more interesting. The Titans. So. All I have to say is <laughs> F Batman, bud. F Batman. <laughs> So yes, F so Doom Patrol. Yeah. Just kidding. All right. So there is Doom Patrol. Um, next, we have another couple of ca- casting announcements. Um, unknown roles, but both Dominic Monaghan from Lord of the Rings and Lost fame. Oh, and I'm then, glad you said Lost. Uh, oh yeah, and then um, well, it fits because he uh, Abrams, of course, uh, him and uh, the two collaborated on that. So right. now they're reunited uh, um, for Star Wars Episode Nine. 
Um, and Matt Smith is also joining. So, Crazy. Yeah, big. I mean, so Matt Smith, obviously, people that don't know, he's this, this is the same Matt Smith, right, as Doctor, Doctor Who? Who? Yeah, yeah. Not only that, but he also has a big role. I believe it's in The Crown. I think that he's, sounds right. I think he's the, the, the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. terrible at history. Please please forgive me. He's the male love interest in The Crown on yeah, Netflix, yeah. I believe. Um, very different role than right. Doctor Who, although I haven't seen his Doctor Who run. I'm still trying to get through the Tenant uh, run. But... Anyway, uh, interesting. Big yeah. deal. Big Very big bad. names. I mean, Dominic Monaghan's a big name. Um, so is uh, so is Matt Smith. Both um, are they both British of... or is one Australian? Anyway. Monaghan's Australian. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Or Scottish or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, yeah. Something like that. Welsh. Who knows? Right. Um, but um, okay, cool. So that, when is nine coming out? Not this December, but the next. Okay. All right. So it'll it'll follow right. the track of what every two December's and so the reason movie. this year is funny is because Solo came out early. right is that why summer. yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. alright because Rogue One came out in December too boy I'll tell you what man um, both Rogue One and Solo like they really don't have the memory staying power yeah like yeah. I don't feel like I remember them like big epics yeah that's the thing I huh? just don't and I like, don't think that was ever the intention I, but maybe like, not I when I say don't remember them like big epics yeah. I don't mean that they're not the same as those movies I just mean that I don't they think of them of as impact. yeah I just yeah. don't yeah. think of them as, as, as I mean that's big how deals. I feel about it they're, I, yeah. they're fine and entertaining but yeah, yeah. okay um, minus, but, minus Rogue One I'm just kidding go ahead yeah um, but yeah I mean It'll just be interesting to have that because we've already added. So we know Billy D. Williams is coming back, reprising mm-hmm. his role with Lando. Granted, we don't know if that's going to be in a big capacity or not. Um, but there's also speculation that Richard Grant is going to be playing Thrawn because um, he's in it, and that's oh, wow. very possible. Wow! So I mean, People I think people love some oh, it would Thrawn, be amazing. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't that get like re-added somehow to the? Um... To the new canon. Yeah. So what happened was... Because um, I know the Thrawn the, trilogy was huge yes. in the old ca- in the expanded universe. Oh, very much. Uh, the author of that um, trilogy um, signed on to write... What, what, Timothy yeah, Zahn? Zahn, yeah, yeah. So he um, wrote a new Thrawn trilogy for That's the new right. canon. We, we talked about this before. Two, bo- right. Right. Two yeah. books have already come out. The second one just came out this about in the last month or so. Nice. Um, and then, like, they, whereas the original trilogy was more kind of a serialized um, kind of overview of, you know, his rising empire. Mm-hmm. This one is more a collection of stories um, set within the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. But um, I have the first one. And then, yeah, they brought him in as the villain of Rebels Season 2. Okay. That's so, right. I mean, that's I, right. So he is it's mired very in it. Right. He's very mired in it. It's very possible that, like, him and possibly um, Ahsoka could come in. They did, you know, they wanted to go that route. So it's there's many possibilities, but I personally I think the, um, some of these big tier actors could play the Knights of Ren because um, we mm. still haven't seen that explored yet, mm-hmm. and they may have been saving that for the final installment. So okay, that's a possibility. Or more resistance members, who knows? But we shall see. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. I mean, the advantage of you know, I know a lot of people were sour on last jedi to say the least but um, i mean you and i both loved it but mm-hmm. the advantage is the way that story ends is there's a lot of room for possibilities for the you know um just because the resistance is now scattered well a lot smaller and their base is gone and everything um yeah. there's a new stage to the first order because snoke is gone 
So it really anything is fair game from here. I saw um, somebody. Uh, I think his name was Vito. Um, to give him credit on YouTube, and he did you know something that has about two point three million hits, and he was talking about why episode um, eight. Yeah. was a complete failure, right? Uh-huh. And um, I had to see it just because, like, I need to understand what the talking points are for a viewpoint that I just oh, don't, I've heard that them, I don't share. Yeah. I know yeah, you have, sure, yeah. but I hadn't sure. um, in depth, right? Sure, sure. And so I really wanted to see this guy thrash it some. And one of the things he said that did hit home a little bit for me was, like, what the fuck are they celebrating at the end of that movie? Like, oh, my God, it was the ultimate devil. This is his point. Yeah. Not mine, but he was just like, dude, like the old, like everybody was killed. All these things were devastated. They get on this ship. They just get away a couple of them at the very end. Everything's in tatters, and they're like, yay! It was funny the way he put that. I don't fully Hello, agree. Yeah. I get it was a huge victory considering what could have happened. Right. Um. But well, it, even an empire kind of does. They're like, I mean, look at everything that happens in Empire, and the final shot is them looking outside the Falcon and, you know, with the glimmer of hope in their eyes. So. That's a little um, different than as, like celebrating and jumping up and down on that ship. Were they not? Maybe they weren't. I don't remember really well. That's I saw like it Return once. of the Jedi. I like, saw it once. I've seen it oh, When they're like, times. yay! Okay, all right. They're not jumping up and down. Okay. And, like, I believe you. Know, you. Like, uh, but, yeah. I believe you. I, hey, yeah. I'm just saying what this said. Okay, yeah. Anyhow, yeah. that sure. said, I love episode eight. And I think it's... Did we actually record our ranting and raving after eight and put it in the episode? I think we did. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. that is, if you want to understand, like, why we, right. if anybody out there, like, doesn't love that movie and wants to understand, like, why we were so high on it, I know you faded a little bit in retrospect sure. thinking about the, the plot stuff, but that said, like, the, the, oh, the, the excitement yeah. and enjoyment level we had in that movie was off the charts. Sure. Like, I mean, it couldn't have been, we were so pumped. Sure. I mean, it was just like, holy wow. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'm down for the casting. So, I mean, yeah. definitely up for a Lord of the Rings crossover. So that's that's All right. crossover. All right. Yeah. But yeah, um, last news story that I have. Um, so they already talked about it based on the success of the first movie, but A Quiet Place has officially landed a sequel um, in 2020. Which I'm well, we can't won't do spoilers, but it'll be very different. It, have you? I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah, different. Yeah. yeah. It'll be yeah. different than the first movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cast wise, at least, right? Right. Right. Um, so I don't have any interest in watching people shush each other and and, and go through hell about a fantasy situation that's never going to really happen. I mean, I just don't. That's fair. Um, it's like Benjamin Button. I'm sure they made a really good dramatic movie, uh-huh. but like I don't need them to invent a disease called reverse aging so that I can be really sad and emotionally moved when there's a million real diseases killing people. Like I just don't need that. That's fair. Personally, it's a weird view, but yeah. it's just it's mine. That's fair. I mean, I enjoyed the first one. I don't really think it needs a sequel, but. Um, but, but hey, it was know, a smash I mean, hit, and smash right. hits get sequels sure, because, sure. yeah. Sure. So, um, I, Krasinski has said he's going to be involved in some capacity, whether that means directing or producing. Um, he said he had other ideas, so, I don't know. Well, so, I will be, I mean, it, what, how was the the world building in it? Was there any world building? Was it, not really. Well, there's, like, t- it's, they're set up for world building. Okay. So, like, I mean, they, they're, because, I mean, it's very, I mean, it's a very small scale story of, like, it's just a family trying to survive. So there's there's a lot of the world we don't see at all in the movie. So okay. they're set up for like a Cloverfield type expansion. Um, and there was, I mean, that was the That'd thing. That'd be interesting. Is, and it was at one point discussed as uh, possibly being converted into a Cloverfield movie. Wow. Um, 
So didn't need it. That, yeah, didn't need it. Yeah. Um, in other Krasinski news, um, he is. I, and, yeah, I tweeted this, about this, and I'll, and I'll we'll be talking about it in my. Um, well, this is a good segue because that was the only news I had. Okay, so, cool. Then let's. So I, let's I, I saw your tweet, and I, I want to know about this. So yeah. Let's... Okay. So John Krasinski, I love this dude. Everybody loves this dude. I don't think oh, anybody yeah. doesn't love him. He's just um, a cool everyman. He and is. Emily, him and Emily Blunt are like the perfect Hollywood. They're parent. so. They're, just, they're, they're awesome. beautiful yeah, people, yeah. and they're just so. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. He, um, I love John Krasinski, especially ever since I saw this one interview, and I don't remember what it was, but it was on YouTube, and it was, like, him in, like, this white room being interviewed, like, for an hour and a half, and he tells the story of, and I'm sure people have heard the story of, like, his big break and how he got in, but, like, he was right on the verge after two years of constant, um, I think I might have told this before, of constant tryouts. He was on the verge of, like, giving up. His mom and he had made a commitment, like, after I tried for two years, it doesn't work. His mom was like, please don't make me be the one to kill your dream. Pull the plug yourself when you know it's not going to work. Mm. He called her after he lost. He almost got a pilot. He didn't get it. He called his mom. He's like, mom, I think it's time. That's it. I, I just think I gave it a shot. I need to move back to, like, you know, doing something more traditional. This isn't working out. And she said, you know what? I just feel something. Stick with it a little longer. I just I have a feeling you're getting it. You got close on that last one. Just give it a little more time. He did, and like three weeks later, he he, he got the pilot for yeah. office That's and awesome. changed his life. Yeah. Um, so it's just a story of perseverance. If anybody wants to know how to be successful in this world, um, I know the secret because it's not a secret. Uh-huh. It's called getting back up when you fall down. Yep. Every time. It's called taking rejection well. If there's one thing that every famous person, every success story I've ever heard involves, nobody doesn't have adversity. So Stephen King, kept when he was a kid, kept a wall of just rejection letters. Yeah. 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 I mean, you might as well. Yeah. You might as well because it's so inevitable that celebrating it's a, a good idea. Uh-huh. Why not? Yeah. Because rejection leads to success inevitably. Sure. All right. Um, so anyway, John Krasinski rules. That's a fact. Uh, I mean, literally, I don't think anybody could deny. Um, and now he is in the newest iteration of the Jack Ryan um, oeuvre or whatever. Yeah, you right, know, yeah. He's the newest Jack Ryan. New I show, think there were yeah. six. Um, so I, or five, uh, six Something maybe. Like that, yeah. So it's um, the first one was um, uh, Alec Baldwin in Hunt for Red October. Right. Um, the second one was uh, Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and uh, um, Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. The third one was Ben Affleck in. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. One. Oh no, you know what? I forgot about Hunt for Red October. So that's him too, I think. Jack Ryan. I think it's him. Is it him? I think it's him. Were there several Hunt for Red October movies? I've seen oh no! Them. Oh no! No, I already said that because Alec yeah, yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. thinking about the other guy in it. Yeah, My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. So okay, so there were those three: um, Patriot Games and uh, Clear Presentation. Uh, I'm getting to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then yeah. the next one was Ben Affleck. Okay. And he was in the Sum of All Fears. Right. Then Chris Pine in um, Shadow Recruit. Shadow Recruit, which I have at home but haven't watched yet. And then finally, and there may be one I'm leaving out, but I don't think so. And finally, there's um, the new series. So um, this series has a phenomenal pedigree. It's on Amazon. Uh Um, And they have been promoting this. This feels like this year's Mindhunter. Because do you remember how Mindhunter... No, not not in that way. In the way of, it feels like it took forever to come out. So Mindhunter, they they promoted Mindhunter for like five months, and I'm eight months, and I'm just like, oh my god, is it ever going to come out? It finally came. So this is one of those where it's like August 31st, and it was just never come, and it would never come. It finally came over the weekend. Okay. Um, It is Carlton Cuse. Um, and another guy wow. um, who's who's who made who created this show. Uh-huh. And John Krasinski is a producer on it. Um, it is an eight episode season, and it is phenomenal so far. 
Um, I've only seen the the pilot because I don't. Uh, it's 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 an hour and four minute pilot. Yeah. It's a big. It's a you know some time investment. Um, this is so, just interesting for you to say like an action. You know, kind yeah. Of like, to call it phenomenal. Yeah, okay, I don't yeah, usually yeah. get into this kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. action movie fan. I have had moments in my history when like I've gotten really into like a Jack Ryan phase, sure. strangely, and I started watching all of the movies. Well, and so Tom Clancy's worked in he's video better. games. And yeah, all that, Tom know, Clancy's yeah. just he's a step above the other like like state secret political thriller espionage stuff like i'm not going to see white house down but clear and present danger is like different it's better you know i'm not going to watch um that one probably with liam neeson on the airplane um uh um takes on a plane no Um, no. um, i know what you're talking about and i can't remember the commuter or whatever that's maybe that's the train whatever i'm not going to watch those but i would watch you know harrison ford as jack reacher once with Tom Cruise? No, I uh, yes, I saw I saw the first film, but I okay, haven't yeah. seen the second. Never I saw the back second yet. one because it was on Amazon. Yeah, or something, but yeah. Oh, you enjoy it? Yeah, I liked it. Cool, yeah, man. Yeah. I like those kind yeah, of things. Yeah. But anyway, um, so normally you're absolutely right. I don't watch this kind of thing: espionage, government, political thriller, sure. action. This, however, has that pedigree of Carlton Cuse. I pretty much check out everything he does because Lost is so great. Sure. And um, I love Krasinski, so I pop it on on Friday night, and it is instantly grabs you so it starts out with a scene of two young children in lebanon um partying having fun and then of course you know something bad's gonna happen right so it's 1983 a big bombing strike comes in um and um all you see is the bombs like coming towards them in this scene that is so affecting because because you know with bombings the planes go by and then it's like oh i guess they're gone and then Boom, 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 because they dropped stuff from really high up, and you didn't know. Okay, yeah. So it's like very much like this very scary feeling, and they pull it off, so like you really feel it, and you see the bomb drop right before them, and then that's and then it cuts. Next thing you know, John Krasinski in the present day is rowing his his little rowboat or, or uh, kayak okay. in uh, in DC, um, and he just looks very good. He's focused. He's he's just great. He's such a good everyman, right? He. Um, gets on his bike, uh, he rides into the CIA offices, and he walks into those offices, and it's very mundane. It's very, but not depressing. It's 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 everymanish. It like looks like what it would probably really be like. I'm not saying this is slice of life like super drama, but it 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 wasn't as heightened as some of them look. And like, oh my god, we're in the incident room and shit's so hot. And like, look at all this tech. And he's just at a desk, like my desk at work. You know, like very basic but the show escalates this conflict with him and this uh threat that he perceives so he's been like analyzing um payments going on in the um in the middle east and and he found that there's this huge amount of money like nine million dollars in swift transactions whatever those are um and he wants the account frozen because he thinks that he's been hearing whispers of this you know, uh, like the next Bin Laden is the concept. His name is Suleiman, which means like peace, man of peace or something like that. Anyway, short, long story short, um, his intel sort of proves correct after he puts up with a lot of the, re- the really good relationship at the core of it is him and his superior officer who used to be in the Middle East, like on a post, like doing really big things. And a po- he had some kind of meltdown that we don't know about yet, but he's now back down like in this office and he feels really like you know put upon and Uh and you know like i had this great power and now i'm back here this is backwoods and podon this is bs but anyway he doesn't initially want to move on krasinski's intel so they butt heads and what ends up happening is krasinski i'm only going to tell through half of the story but krasinski goes to um 
you know, get gets this this account blocked, and then um, stuff escalates, right? And yeah. based on that, and then they're like, they come and pick him up in a helicopter, and they're like, dude, we need to go there and interrogate some people we picked up. Like you were right, and that's the first half, and, yeah. and it's really good character development, really well done. The second half is Krasinski and. The Wendell Pierce is the actor who plays the the black dude who's awesome, also the superior officer, uh-huh. and the two of them um, go there for this interrogation, and then like it just escalates from there. Um, it's got twists and turns. It's got really good personal drama. It's got phenomenal acting, and it also has something that you know I kind of expected because you know in the modern day. It's, it's not something you want to do when you make a show like this to just say, people in the Middle East, they're terrorists, they're horrible, they're going to kill us, uh, we got to stop them, we're, we're good, they're bad. I knew it wasn't going to be that, and I was, but I was even more happily surprised with how well this show does of humanizing both sides and showing their plight. Now, of course, still, terrorists are terrorists, they're doing horrible things, but you understand where they're coming from. So all of that said... I like that it does that as a modern show, but at the same time, I expect to be heavily manipulated emotionally when that sure, happens. Sure. Like, okay, so here are these kids, and they're being bombed, and you know, maybe that has something to do with the present day, probably, right? And maybe I'm going to really feel for their plight because of that. And all of that does happen. Mm. They do pull on my heartstrings. They do make and manipulate me emotionally terribly badly. But it's done so artfully and so well, and it's just such an excellent execution, that episode. It, it, it's one of the best first episodes of a series that I've ever seen, I mean, wow. at least that's, in recent memory. Wow, right. It was like mic drop at the end, and there's this little scene that they use like visual language to show you some data like about people's relationships like in the past and the present in this really clever artful way and it's just like your heart you, you feel it in your you know when you watch really good entertainment yeah. and you just feel it in your chest it's yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. my god like wow that moved me it's like that wow um, really excellent if, the, if you do nothing else Kevin I would say just check out the pilot sure because sure. it, oh, it's almost a mini story in and of itself yeah it sets up you know the next seven episodes sure, sure. but now a little reading around that I've done I've heard I've only looked at a couple reviews and a couple mm. of them were just like it's a great show for the first six episodes doesn't quite stick the landing that's I think what IGN said I've seen a couple other things giving it eight eight point fives um that said it's just watching John Krasinski is such a joy he's yeah. so fun he brings you into it he's such a boy scout but like in the best way he's like a boy scout who kind of gets that that's what he is he's altruistic in a world where he understands that altruism is kind of outdated but at the same time like that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, yeah, he's still yeah. going to be that. Even though he knows it may be quote-unquote stupid or naive, he doesn't care. But he knows it, you know, as opposed to being naive and Boy Scoutish and and not understanding how stupid that could be. Like, he sure, gets it sure. and does it anyway. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's just well, really good. On that note of, like, juxtaposing both sides and kind of manipulating yeah. emotions in a way, like, have you read the Jason Aaron graphic novel, The Other Side? I, I have that it. One I haven't does, watched it. That one does really good because it's... It. It juxtaposes a 19-year-old American soldier going off to Vietnam War with a 19-year-old North Vietnamese soldier. Um, and, I mean, I different level because it's, like, a, just a really personal yeah. war story. But it yeah. has that kind of feel, too, where it's, like, you know, um, kind of both sides do bad things and you're just in it. But it's, at the heart, it's just a human story. You right, know? right. Um, so that's really cool. But. I mean, that's the thing you have to remember in the end is that everybody is human. Um they all have motivations for yeah. what they do. There's two sides to every story. You may think one side is more justified. I certainly do in many conflicts. That said, there's a human level to everything, sure. right? Sure. 
Um, so that's anyway. just interesting. It's yeah. to that level because, like, I mean, n- most times, like, I've seen Hunt for Red October, and um, I didn't see the Chris Pine one, but like most times when I think Jack Ryan's just like you know another like kind of fun level Jason Bourne, that, but more mental, yeah, more stopping payments and with a demarche, right, rather right. than. Uh, Jason Bourne tactics. Right, right, right. right. So I like it's Violence. that's just interesting that it's a good like character study and all these things. It really is. Yeah. It's really good, and it it just it nails the balance. Like yeah. it feels like they really very smart people like fine tuned it. You of know course. what I mean? Yeah. But not too much. Like yeah, there weren't yeah. so many cooks in the kitchen to boss broth. Right, right. Um, it's just really excellent. So I'm gonna watch more of that. Um, but Part of me too wants an episode title to be Threat Level Midnight because. There's an office uh, episode where Michael's making a well. He he wrote a screenplay years before, oh, no. and they make it into it. There's a whole episode where they actually make that movie. That's called Threat Level Midnight. Awesome, so, yeah, that would awesome. Be, that would work. That would there nice may be track. there may be a takeoff on it. it. Would fit, I doubt it. Like, uh, it would be a nice way to settle it. Just, they don't even show episode titles in, in TV anyway. So yeah. It would did you ever fun. see? Speaking of that, uh, Drazinski, Did you ever see Away We Go? Now you know the one I'm talking about with him and um, the girl from Saturday Night Live. Uh, I forget her name. Um, anyway, it was about the two of them like driving around the country, figuring out where their new home will be. Okay, it's supposed to be pretty good. I, okay, don't know. Cool. I just always heard of that. Nice. That was like his big like movie directorial di- something. Anyway, well, he, he, directorial yeah, yeah, right. place, but yeah, might have been his first big movie though. Yeah, it was made. something. Yeah. Um, let me see. It'll it'll. Was tell like me Kate here. McKinnon? You know? No, this is longer ago than that. Um, okay, it is him and maybe wait. Hold on, let me. It's coming up right now. It is. Oh, it's on HBO right now. That's cool. Okay. Um, Maya Rudolph okay, is the gotcha. one that's in it with him. Gotcha. It didn't get the best reviews. It got uh-huh. like 60, 68% fresh or something. Yeah. So, but yeah. let me see here. Oh, it was 2009. It was a while ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but here is... Come on, come on, come on. Can I kill airtime quick? Uh, okay. Um, Away We Go is a comedy drama in 2009 directed by Academy Award winning director Sam Mendes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's written by... And written by the husband and wife team Dave Edgar Eggers and Vindela Vitti. The film's two leads are John Krasinski and Maya Rudolph. Limited theatrical release. Okay, cool. That's what that was. But gotcha. it's about them looking for home around the country and trying to figure okay. out like what their home is. Nice, nice. Um, but, Very cool. Uh, but that was like a big thing for, for him post-office or, or during office. Well, yeah, that was in toward the end of yeah, the show. Yeah, during like, the yeah, end yeah, of yeah, the yeah, office. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, when yeah. he started really branching to Right, film, right, right. Um, expectedly. Right. Yeah. Um, cool. Anyway, what's well, your... Well, what's check your, it out. Yo, you gotta yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, Anybody yeah. listening, at least watch. It's an hour and four minutes of just, like, perfect television. Sure. Just watch it. I'll check it out. All right. And you said Amazon, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Cool. Um, well, I'll go ahead and do TV, so... Like, yeah, right, so, do it. Right, so I, do it, so do I it. Did, I did finish Sons of Anarchy, so... Um, not sure if I'm gonna watch Mine's MC right away. I may watch the premiere just to see how it is, but... Um, but I think yeah, you owe it to I yourself did. to watch the premiere. Sure, sure. Yeah. And, and on the on the uh, the reason I, I texted Kevin about this, I was like, "Yo, yo, yo! You, got, yeah, you finished phone, Sons like, of Anarchy. You finished Sons of Anarchy just in time for Mayans MC." Yep. But my phone blew up on it, and it was like, it was. It actually says the next chapter in Kurt Sutter's Sons of Anarchy saga. He's got a. I mean, he uh, like. I don't know. I kind of expected him to do like a first nine thing, like go back and tell the story of Jax's father and Clay and forming the Sam Crow. But yeah. um, from well, what I've read about Mayans, it's it's pretty much just like Sons, but the Latino gang. You know? Right. So, and um, the idea is, I mean, there are certain shows that are doing this. Yeah. That, like there's a new show uh, from Fred Armisen that's like a Spanish language show that's going to be on HBO. Um, I think because it's a Latino gang, it'll have a lot of 
resonance with people right. from that culture, and right. I think that's one of the things they're going for. Sure, sure. I don't know if there's going to be enough crossover to grab the full Sons of Anarchy. It probably will. I don't know. They said in the... I mean, if you like Sons, you're going to like this. Okay, yeah. cool. But, um, but yeah, so the final season, I mean, it's good. It's uh, you know, I thought the final season was nice because it didn't draw out. Like, I thought... I mean, basically, if the show had been maybe five seasons or so, it would have been fine. It definitely drags on toward the end. What is it, um, seven? Seven, yeah. So Too like, much. A, And, well, and not just that, but, like, he... Um, there'll be, like, episodes that run longer than the normal... I mean, like, on Netflix, they're close to an hour and a half and stuff, and it's just, you know... But, um, so Kurt Sutter... And that's just Kurt Sutter's style. He's a pretty long-winded writer, but... Um, but the final season, I mean, it definitely has all the big, bloody uh, showdowns you want to see, and... You know, you're plenty of bloodshed and, and plenty blood of people and, die. And but but I what I like about Sutter though, it's not just that though. He does a really good job of investing in characters to take this kind of Shakespearean tragedy and make you feel for characters that could have otherwise just been you know white trash biker outlaws. Um, and he you know with that show, he took something that wasn't really on TV at the time and you know made something out of it you know made you know the most popular show on fx um i still want to watch the americans because i've heard that's the best show that fx has ever put out but um but it's i enjoyed it a lot i mean it starts slow i've seen the first five sure i've slow heard burn. it's like I, it's i've read it's slow but then it gets better um and it just i don't know it, it just continues to keep being yeah, awesome yeah and, yeah yeah but um yeah i mean sons isn't for everyone but i think it's just I've seen the first couple episodes. Yeah. The problem that I have with Sons is this. Listen to me calling it Sons. I'm on a first name basis with your show, Sam Kevin. Crow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The problem that I have with that show is well, the same problem I have when I watch Damages with mm-hmm. Glenn Close. Very different okay, show. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But um, I put it on in this day and age nowadays, 2018. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty good. But does it raise rise to the level of what I need to watch when I haven't seen Legion? That's when fair. I haven't yeah, yeah. seen Fargo season two and sure. three. Sure. When I haven't seen insert, you know, into the night, whatever that one is on HBO. I mean, insert awesome show here. Sure, I haven't sure. seen Discovery, Star Trek yet. I mean, so many things that to watch. No, that's right. yeah, so yeah. it's a good show, undoubtedly, and I was pretty riveted by the two episodes I saw and the mother and the drug addict sure. addiction and the, the child and the history and all I mean, it's very well done. But is it going to be, like, for me, enough? Sure. Probably not. That's fair. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Still a good show, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No doubt. And I definitely... What I, was it that pulled you into it and through it? Just um, intrigue or... Intrigue. Definitely the character's um, style. It's just a well-acted, well... I mean, all the, the dialogue and the tension is all there. Um, I, I would like say the, the main dude the performance, a lot. Yeah, no, Jackson, like, but the performances that drew me in the most... Um, Ob played by um, Ryan Hurst from um, he's the guy that was like remember the Titans and so he made more fame from Sons but um, but he plays Jackson's best best friend um, then of course Ron Perlman um, and then Gemma uh, it was Katie Seagal right. Kurt Sutter's wife um, well, I didn't know were, that yeah uh, yeah uh, um, and so those were kind of the central performances that drew me in but. Yeah, it was one of those things. I mean, you know the general direction of where it's going to go. You know it's going to have, I mean, a very Hamlet arc to it, yeah. and it's going to end not well for everyone. Yeah. But like, um, but it's just that kind of 
tension and character drama that really draws you in. The music is great too. I still listen to the soundtrack. It a sounds lot. long. Um, yeah, seven. Oh, seasons? it's a very, it's a very long. How yeah, many episodes per season? Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. It's all. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a lot of driving motorcycles. That's why I took. I, I couldn't binge like all of it, but um, and you can binge pretty yeah. well. Yeah. When you want to. When I want to, yes. Um, but but it's a uh, yeah no not one not for everyone but it definitely has a strong character vibe to it and. Um, just solid storytelling all around. Again, I wouldn't say next level, like, you know, some of the sci-fi stuff today, but a very strong, well-written, well-acted drama. You know? Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, Finish Sons. Um, the other TV I'll touch on real quick, uh, Good Place Season 2 just got on Netflix. Yeah. So I watched the Season 2 premiere. It is so brilliant. Oh, my gosh. Because mm. like, you've seen the first season, right? I have, yeah. So, and I know we talked about this last time, uh, um, you know, how they would do based on the twist in season one um okay i guess we can spoil a little for no it's not worth doing it's not worth doing the point let's just say this if you the good place is not the show that you think it is right and just imagine if characters on that show aren't who they say they are and by the end of season one every single thing you thought you knew about the show is different right but in a way that could make think it seem like season two is just a restart. Right, right. And that was my worry. Sure. Does that sort of sum it up? That's an excellent way to put it. Um, so I had that concern going in too, but it, it's brilliant what they do with the premiere. So it's like a um, chapters 14 and 15 are combined into the season premiere. And basically it showed based on that twist at the end of season one, it then goes through each of the main characters and shows you where they are now mm-hmm. in the end. Like, um, and... It's just, uh, it's just the way the story is structured, um, juxtaposed with all the quippy dialogue and lovable yeah. characters. It's just one of those things that, um, yeah, it's just, it's a delightful show that also has a really intriguing premise to it. Yeah, you know? the thing about that show is that very smart people are writing. Yes, it. and when I say Michael very Scher, smart, oh I mean like yeah. stupid smart. Yeah. Um, very. I've, I listened to an interview with him after I watched the finale uh-huh. of last season or first season. Sure. And he, the way he talked about it, it, it was just uh, you know he, he's just so so thoughtful. Right. Um, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he has the pedigree now to do it. Yeah. Like, nobody would have greenlit the show that was season one of Good Place. But before he came now, from and Office, except for Parks him. and Rec and Brooklyn Nine Nine. So right. I mean, so yeah, like yeah. you don't f with that. Yeah. It's just cool the pedigree of his career in that he did office you know workplace comedy parks and rec government employee comedy brooklyn 99 police mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. and now good place like spiritual afterlife comedy so mm-hmm. i just love how he tackles each of those yeah. um areas and does them so well like i mean it's the same style across the border of like you know themes like you know really quirky characters strong female characters diverse cast etc but um and he's just great with character interactions has a lot of other great writers on board, um, but it's just this is the one where you don't know where the story's going to mm. go next, and I love it. But yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. Um, so I have um, two more things to mention um, before you go into your final stuff. Um, so first up, I'm going to do a quick one and just say uh, I have been checking for the fourth Cormoran Strike book by J.K. Rowling and when it was going to come out for the last year and a half. Okay. Always checking Twitter, always checking online. Last year, mid-year, she, she teased, like she gave a hangman uh-huh. on Twitter with like two letters filled in and like the spaces. It was like almost impossible and people guessed so much that eventually the title was revealed to be Lethal White. Um, 
and now uh, and, and she took forever writing it like it's like that series has really developed a lot of uh, avid support there's now a TV show in the UK and that actually premiered in the US on HBO um, called Strike um, but anyway Cormoran Strike is the main character he's an ex um, military guy who lost one of his legs that's not the biggest point of the story but like he's just he's like 34 he's built like a boxer as opposed to like a handsome detective um, and then he has a partner Rachel Ellicott um, Robin Ellicott, excuse me, who is, um, like, she, she's gonna, she's all set to go into, like, a $50,000 secretarial career, but instead, like, she really wants to be a detective, so she sort of becomes his apprentice, mm. and the two of them are very, like, odd fellows, you yeah. know, they, but they really work well, and there's been three books so far, um, the first one's The Cuckoo's Calling, which is absolutely phenomenal, the second one is The Silkworm, which is equally good, third one's Career of Evil, which is, which is pretty good, but not as good, um, and then Lethal White is finally coming out, and the release date was announced. It's September 18th, and I'm really pumped. Nice. So anyway, Very so cool. that's coming. Um, cool. And then the last thing I want to talk about is, um, well, yeah, I think I'll wait on Unforgotten. I've been watching the third season like okay. from UK, but I'll wait on that because we have a lot to talk about later. Um, but I do want to talk about Killing Eve a little bit. Um, this show, is, it hit the zeitgeist like... Like uh, like a really big dude hitting that thing at the at the circus where he takes the big hammer and he goes bam and it has to go do 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 ding 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 like some like this show hit the freaking hammer so hard everywhere you go like we we're looking at adopting a dog let me give you an example we're looking at adopting a dog at my house and not one but two of the dogs that this woman is fostering are named Villanelle and Constantine. Oh wow! And like when once I saw Killing Eve, I was like, "Wait a minute!" The main character in it is Villanelle, and you don't get that right out right. of nowhere. Yeah. So I t- I, t- I t- sent her a message. I was like, "You don't happen to be watching Killing Eve, do you?" Um, and she was just like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're watching it. It's so great, right?" Like millennials and like young people, and especially women, but also some men of a certain age are crazy for Killing Eve. And to give you a setup of what it is, it's a BBC show. But it stars Sandra O oh as um, you know her from Grey's Anatomy. She's an okay, Asian American yeah, 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 actress. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, she is um, like an FBI, CIA profiler mm. um, and uh, or analyst actually. Mm. So it's similar to the the the, the Rob, Jack Ryan concept, but anyway, she, but more for crime. So she uh, sort of starts seeing all these assassinations, and they don't match with any other um, assassinations that are on the radar uh, for any assassins that they know operating in the area. So it's some like new person probably. Meanwhile, we're seeing this girl doing these horrible assassinations. Her name is Villanelle, and she's this complete socio-psychopath, very young, very beautiful, um, French accent, um, and then she has a handler who seems Russian named Constantine, and basically he just gets her to go on these hits. She does them with glee, and then that's kind of it. And so you see both these stories playing out over time. I've seen the first four episodes. Um, the the big like hype behind this is it's a story of obsession. So the idea is that instead of just a cat and mouse game where one chases the other, one runs away, whatever. In this one, the two of them are infatuated with each other. So Sandra O oh is kind of like possibly even sexually infatuated with Villanelle and Villanelle likewise with her. And so like it, it seems like it's going to lead to some sort of sexual encounter or something like that. I haven't gotten to a point where that's happened yet, but that seems to be the buzz around this show is that that's where it's going. Um, 
you know, and, and that it's startling and bold and new and all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, where I am right now, I'd heard all this buzz. I heard this is like, the, if you watch one show this year, it should be Killing Eve. It's so good. It's it's so startling and new. It's so fresh and bold. It's just so fascinating. I couldn't take rip my eyes off the screen that people said. And I was like, oh, I got to get this. So it's available nowhere to stream. You'd have to pay for it. Um, I found uh, somebody who was able to get me a copy of it. And so I started watching it. So I've seen, like I said, almost four of them. I'm halfway through the fourth. Uh, it's okay. Okay. It's not that great. Interesting. I don't. I first of all, I'm numbed out about like horrible violence, like sticking a big yeah, needle yeah, in someone's yeah. head and shooting like poison into their skull, right? Or poisoning a girl with asthma and watching her like huff and puff till yeah. she dies. Yeah. Like a, I know that's an actor. She's not really dying. B, even if I didn't, like I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah. Um, I know what death looks like. I know I've watched Breaking Bad. I've seen every horror. Um, I've seen, you know, Hostel. I mean, you name right, it, I've seen right, it, right? right? So none of that stuff shocks me anymore. Um, not that I don't think death is horrible. I do, but I'm just immune to screen yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Screen yeah, death, yeah, yeah. right? Pers- real life is very different. But there's that part of it. Number two, Villanelle, this girl who's like people are really obsessed with and think is so fascinating or naming puppies after, yeah, um, is, is just... She, there's nothing intriguing about her. She's just an empty shell of a human. And I know sociopaths, so I know what that's like. Mm. They just, they're very charismatic, more so than this girl is actually in real life. Um, they're very, you know, intriguing to get to know. But at the end of the day, there's not much there. They're just kind of an empty husk. And I see her and I, I just don't, all she does, like she gets like this boyfriend at one point in like episode two. And she's like, yeah, he's my boyfriend right now, I guess. I'm doing a terrible accent. Um, <laughs> but... And then, like, something really bad happens to him, and she has no reaction. None. And I'm just like, no reaction? I mean, it's just, it's very hard to give a shit about her. And then Sandra Oh is doing a really good job. She's an excellent actress. She's doing a really good job. Um, What has she been in since Grey's Anatomy? I I don't know. Um, I think... I think she's been in some uh, something, but I have seen her around and stuff. Yeah, she's yeah, she's she's um she's an, she's a really good actress, and I I don't know why um let's see here she's Canadian. Why well, I didn't know that? So okay. she's um, Asian Canadian. Interesting. Um, she was in Grey's Anatomy. Christina Yang. Um, she played from 2005 to 14, so she did that a long time. Yeah, that, yeah, um, that was a long time. She earned a Golden Globe Award, two Screen Actors Guilds, and five nominations for the Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Supporting Actress. She was in a supporting role on HBO series Arliss. Okay. Yeah, and then the next yeah. thing is in 2018, she began starring as Eve Pilastri in BBC's American Murder Mystery series Killing Eve. Now, so far, it sure as hell isn't a murder mystery. It's a yeah, cat and mouse thing. Yeah, it didn't really sound anything like that. No, no. no. Um, okay, she was in a movie called Cat Fight in 2016, it looks like. Um, let's gotcha. see here. Um, Is the first season of the show done? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. And it's, of course, renewed like yeah, crazy yeah. for season two. Yeah. And, and people are really pumped about it. So she was in Tammy. She played a role in that that movie with... Um, oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Yep, yeah, nice yeah, call. Yeah. Um, she was in Window Horses, Cat Fight, Meditation Park. Let's see what her TV stuff gotcha. has been. Um she was in Betas uh, in, a, in one role, one episode, Shitty Boyfriends, Peg and Cat, American Crime, four episodes. That's something. Gotcha. Um, and then Killing Eve. Yeah. And she, oh, and she's also um, Castus Pella in a voice role in She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Okay. That's gotcha. pretty cool. Nice. But anyway, 
all I'm just sort of saying about this is this show is so hyped and I it's just falling flat. Yeah. For me. I don't know why exactly. I don't know why. That, it all happens sometimes though with the show or movies when it gets so overhyped. But it's just so beloved. Okay, like yeah. I heard like four people on NPR and all four of them like one couldn't shut up quick enough yeah. so the next one could like rave about this show. Yeah. So anyway, okay. so that's okay. it for me uh, this week. Gotcha, cool. What do you got? Um, the only other ones I had, so I did. I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but I saw 8th grade. Recently. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That was so, fun to talk to you about. Yeah, definitely. So um, for those of you who don't know, this is an indie movie directorial debut by the comedian Bo Burnham um who you know if you've seen any of his Netflix specials or anything he has a really unique style of comedy in that it's just a lot of performance art and drama and all these things embedded into it okay. so it's not just like he gets up there and tells jokes he does he incorporates music and he talks about like really serious stuff as well as you know really you know funny jokes he takes on uh, I mean he really it's one of those comedians that are where, like, he's really trying to tackle big issues and, you know, meaning of life type stuff. Right. Um, and so, Eighth Grade is a um, coming-of-age movie about this girl's last week of eighth grade. Um, and it's... It takes uh, place a surprising amount not at school, right? Not Yeah, a lot of it is not... I mean, there are a few school scenes, but a lot of it is at the, uh, That's her refreshing. house. Or um, there's a scene where she goes to, like, a high school orientation type thing. Because um, I'm a little sick up. overall at yes. hearing like the 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 class bell and everyone yes. comes out into the hallway right. and like bullies pop out. Right, and, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sucker for coming of age movies, but even I get annoyed by the tropes and stuff like this one. This one goes fully against all those. I mean, for one, there's no uh, the really the only trope is that um, she has a single parent. I mean, her mom okay. had left like years ago. But what I liked about uh, most about the father-daughter relationship here is it feels very natural and there's no huge conflict between them there's like well i mean that it, it, it i get kind of annoying coming into movies where like they're always has to be oh this the kid mom's not talking to her because one of the yeah. parents cheated right or god knows right it just gets really old because like um so here it's a much more natural relationship like um i mean it's even just like the way she talks and she's staring at her phone and um, dad's just trying to start a conversation. It just felt like, I mean, I could relate to that at that age, you know, I mean, just like um, where, yeah, kids being a little obnoxious, but um, it's still, but at the, there's and, you know, they'll get annoyed with each other but, you know, they have a really strong relationship at the same time. So there's that, um, the performance by this uh, actress Elsie Fisher, I believe is her name, um, it's fantastic and, and it's a really emotional performance because um, a lot of the movies, so basically she's very introverted, um, not a lot of social skills, and she lives mostly through the internet, and she makes YouTube videos about, like, that are sort of, like, um, pep talk videos for her, and, um, for other, and so she has to really do a lot of, um, scenes where it's just her, um, but my big concern going, I was definitely intrigued by it, and I, you know, I like Bo Burnham. But my big concern was going on was because it's an R-rated and coming-age movie. I was worried that it was going to be one of those that just has some really uncomfortable stuff in it. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. I really don't want to. And fortunately, it doesn't. I mean, there's, like, some language. And there's one scene where she gets into a situation with a right. high schooler, a guy who's, you know, trying to be a douche. And, um, and fortunately, gets out of it. 
because um, I just I don't want to see any of that. I don't it's just a, know yeah, anything. yeah. We, we know it happens. To, we know it happens. Right. We've seen it happen yeah. before on yeah. screen. Right. I, you know, a movie that's a little more subtle is right. like a good thing. Yes, very much so. So I mean, like you know, there is dialogue, and then there's you know, um, uh, uh, she's you know at one point googling stuff, you know, because of um, the boy she likes, and she's she's like googling stuff on blowjobs, stuff like that. But like, um, but. Yeah, it's just a really good blend of comedy and drama. It feels just so real. It doesn't feel like... There's not really a big overarching narrative. It's really just kind of a glimpse into this girl's life and her last week of middle school um, and trying to prepare for that next chapter in her life and all that and struggling with making friends and not even middle school, but just the awkwardness of adolescence at that stage. Um, And, I mean, I think it's one of those you can all find some ways to relate to it. Um, but yeah, it's just a really well-written, concise movie. It's only an hour and a half. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's not, I mean, it's not super depressing or super lighthearted. It's a really nice middle ground. Nice. That, yeah. So I really liked it. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I, I want to see that on video when it yes, comes out. Yes. I would definitely recommend it. Um, other than that, just a couple comics real quick. Um, I'll go ahead and plug friend of the show, Dave DeWanch. Um, I kick, I helped kickstart his recent book called Prom of the Dead. Um, which is like a, it's, um, 80s inspired, basically like Night of the Living Dead meets Footloose, Breakfast Club. Did that detective story in the cab ever happen? In the cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you mean that, well, I mean the book has been published for a while, but he's where, you're probably thinking about the show that, like, they, I mean, um, I don't know where he was in the, I mean, I know he was writing, um, the show Bible for it. Okay. Um, so it, it was in talks. I don't know. I mean, you know, pilots take forever to get off the ground. But, oh, Cyrus um, Perkins and the Haunted Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But the okay. books, yeah, no, I've read the comic. It's really good. Um, but Prom of the Dead is a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's a horror comedy. They It's prom night, and they get attacked by zombies. And um, and it, I think he's trying to make it into, like, at least a three-part series. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was fully creator-owned and... Um, so yeah, I just wanted to plug that one. Cool. Um, still reading Baby Teeth. That's a good one. Um, Donnie Cates. Yeah. Um, and what else am I reading? Um, we just got the Valiant Humble Bundle. So I'll probably be digging into that soon. But other than that, man, they've been writing and working. So yeah, those are the main things I've been checking out. But yeah. Nice. Sweet. Nice. Cool. All right. All well, right. I think that leads us into the main um, segment here. Yeah. Today. So we're, right. what we're going to do is we are going to go through the movies we are excited about for fall of 2018 and talk about what is going to fill this interminable gap. Yeah. That, not really, actually. No no interminable gap. We'll be just fine. Yeah. Um, we got our Star we'll Wars survive without yeah, I think we'll make it. Star Wars for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 different and kind of okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So, without any further ado, let's take a look at... I had it up earlier. Let's take a look at I've the... i got it right yeah. Okay, cool. Do at you the, want me to just go through the list, and then we can kind of talk about our favorites at the end? Or, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, 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 no. Like, so let's... Yeah, yeah. Let's just go through the list. Okay, cool. um, and you have them kind of in order, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, of yeah. release? Yeah. Cool. All right. Where are we starting? So, the first one's right around the corner at the time of recording this is The Nun, the latest Uh-oh. Conjuring Universe spinoff movie. Um... So, The Conjuring Universe, so I love the first movie, and I've only seen that one because I really like it as a self-contained horror movie. What about Annabelle, bro? What about Annabelle? She's scary, dude. Isn't she like a doll or some shit? Yeah, she's a really creepy doll, and she's in the first one. Um, And, I mean, this and the first one, I mean, it totally sets it up for a universe, but 
again, I just, I mean, it's a just well-directed, well-written, um, well-acted mm-hmm. horror movie that pays nice homage to old school horror. Mm-hmm. But what I, this trailer, like, oh my gosh, it's a prequel to a prequel because it says, before The Conjuring, before Annabelle, there was the nun, you know? The and most horrific entry and, yes. of all. And it's just like, it's hard for me to take it seriously because the first one, what I like, I mean, it, I mean, not only is it an entertaining horror movie, it has something to say about, uh-huh. I mean, like, I mean, it's just like... Forgive me if I find that hard to believe. <laughs> okay, but like, I mean that, like, it's a quality family drama and it has, like... It doesn't make the horror elements so ridiculous. That Does it like, conjure yeah. up images of a good film? Ha 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 ha! Watch the first. Have you have you seen no, any of them? I haven't. I haven't. I'd watch the first one on Netflix. But Fair yeah. Enough. But um, so the nun. I mean, there's not too much to say about it, but it's gonna be like you know the origins of the origins of this universe, and they're gonna keep. Is there gonna be a nun? Money. Is there gonna be a nun in it? So. Yeah. Is she gonna be scary? Yeah. As f- yeah. Okay. And the first one isn't even like scary as mess or anything, but it's just like solid, you know. It's like What's it even about? So there, um, it's based on actually two um, paranormal researchers who are real people that they made movies about back in the day too. Um, they're the ones played by Patrick Wilson and Vera. What's her oh, last name? For Mega. For Mega. Um, so they're the, um, they've been doing this for a long time. And they get a call. This family has just moved into a haunted house, basically, and um, they're they basically have to perform an exorcist on a new level of like the whole house because it's the they've uh, and it ties back to um, you know the origins of what happened there and the murder there and etc. Yeah. and ghosts inhabiting it. But um, but the very yeah, it's just solid. It's really and um, and then Annabelle. Uh, so the these two researchers they have in their house a bunch of artifacts um, from all of their um, missions or whatever you want to call them and so and exorcists and whatnot and Annabelle is in there so of course like they set it up you know they're gonna make that eventually um, but yeah there was The Conjuring then The Conjuring 2 two Annabelle, uh, Annabelle movies and now The Nun so Did you see two? What? no oh, yeah, wow. I, I've only seen the first one I guess okay. but I may you, eventually wise. But, yeah uh, but and it's, the thing is, like, James Wan only directed the first one, and I'd oh, like okay. to see so it. So it's the only more, one that's, like, so. an auteur effort. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So. Okay. Um, but that's the first one, so, I mean, I mean, fans of that universe will probably jump to it. But uh, September um, 7th. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I want to hear it talk about yours for a minute, This because this I had actually not heard about uh, of Simple Favor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, was, the, the, the Predator is before that. Oh, it's but, Predator first. Oh, no, no, no. Predator. Oh, it's the same month. Oh, no, sorry. I mean, the same date. Okay. Same date? Okay. So cool. let's, let's talk about Simple Favor. So... Um, this movie caught me by complete surprise. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of Gone Girl, Sharp Objects, mm-hmm. um, The Girl on the Train, but not so much the movie, um, The Girl in Cabin, whatever. I mean, those kind sure. of things, right? They're great. Even going back to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and all that kind of stuff. So all of these stories about really interesting, strong, or very flawed female protagonists with a really shocking twist or sure. secret history. Sure. Um, I eat that stuff up. It's a huge genre in fiction right now. Well, apparently, another book in that same vein is called A Simple Favor, um, and they're now making a film out of it with a really good cast and a really good directorial pedigree. So Paul Feig, Feig, Feig? Feig? I say Feig. Okay, Paul yeah. Feig, who most recently directed the Ghostbusters re- reboot right. with women. And um, then before that was on Office, Freaking Geeks, and then he made 
Bridesmaids and the one oh, I really God, like, Spy. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are both really excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like Spy better than Bridesmaids? Because if you do, I'm going to be upset. No, but okay. I liked it. All right, cool. Yeah. That makes me happy. Yeah. All right. Um, the screenplay is by Jessica Scharzer, based on the 2017 novel of the same name by Darcy Bell. So the book just came out. It's one of those. I, so anyway, what it's about is it stars Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, Henry Golding, which, by the way, is Mr. Hottie British Asian dude from uh, uh, Young's favorite um, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay. So gotcha. he's in that and this coming okay. out so quickly thereafter. Nice. Um, and Andrew Reynolds, Reynolds, and follows a small town blogger who tries to solve the disappearance of her mysterious and rich best friend. It will be released in the United States by Lionsgate. Now that may sound just like eh, whatever, but when you see the trailer, like Kevin did earlier today, you will see why this looks oh, so I'm good. It, I can't believe I hadn't heard about that. It's just that, basically yeah. this really cool story of like a lot of these, a girl disappears. And the movie basically is what happened to her and what's her history and how does that explain how how and why she disappeared? Sure. Is she still alive or not, right? Sure. Those are all the questions. But this looks like it's doing a killer job of it. Um, and that's so, a perfect pairing. Like Anna Kendrick as the, you know, fish out of water in this world and then Blake Lively as the mysterious, creepy figure. Like, well put, yeah, well yeah. put. And then you start seeing flashbacks. By the way, little little pointer about all of these trailers. So we watched a lot of these before recording, ones I hadn't seen yet. Um, I always cut off movie trailers halfway through, pretty much, as you they're, saw. Yeah, they've um, gotten more and more They're so spoilery. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see the end of the movie, and right. they almost always show at least a couple clips from sure. the end of the, every movie. Sure. So I cut off trailers halfway through, especially if it's something I'm interested in. If I don't care, if it's Transformers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let me see the whole movie now, because I'm never going to see it later. Sure. Well, something like this, like I only saw the first half, but I saw like... Blake Lively, who normally has blonde hair, like with red hair, and her old friend is all like, "You don't want to know what she used to be like. Um, she's a ghost." Just really cool stuff. Yeah, that movie looks awesome. I'm down. Ah, uh, one other thing, um, just to mention quickly, there's a movie called White Boy Rick coming out. Yes. Um, I don't really know much about this. I saw a trailer. It says, in 1980s Detroit, Rick Worsh Jr. was a street hustler, drug kingpin, and FBI informant, all before he turned 16. White Boy Rick, based on a true story. This is a new movie directed by Jan Demange, um, written by Andy Weiss, Logan Miller, Noah Miller. It stars Richie Merritt as Rick, White Boy uh -huh. Rick, but it also um, stars Matthew McConaughey, um, Bruce Dern, Jennifer Jason Leigh. So it's got a really cool cast, but mainly it's just... A big movie that's coming out, so it's important to sure, keep sure. on the radar. I probably won't. I'll see it, it at some point. Yeah, sure, it's yeah. worth watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also uh, the other one that comes out on. By the way, um, all of those. So um, the last one, the the Nun, um, White Boy Rick, and the Predator all come out on the seventh. A simple favor is on the fourteenth. But we didn't talk about the Predator yet. Yeah. So, so we, you showed me the trailer. That movie looks sick. Yeah, I mean, and the Predator franchise has been interesting. So, I mean, I, I love the first one. A lot of people love it. It's yeah. a perfect mesh of campy and yeah. Schwarzenegger movies stuff. of a certain era right. just rock. Oh, they are. I mean, it, it has my favorite Schwarzenegger line of all time when he pins a guy to the wall and says, stick around. You know, uh, you don't like so, the one uh, where he drills the dude, Matrix and Commando, and says, screw you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, oh, it's, it's the best. But, um, and then Predator 2 is just like, so bad not even bad that it's good you know it's mm -hmm. just bad and then i've not seen predators i want to um, it's excellent yeah i, I know really and twisty too it looked a lot cooler um and then the avp movies or whatever but um the predator is interesting because directed by shane black wasn't shane black so in one of the movies in, he was in the first one 
Um, he was the guy with the glasses, um, and, uh, one of the Green Berets there. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, it looks very Shane Black. Um, it's got, there's a kid in it. I, it wasn't in this trailer, but in the first one, it looks like a Spielberg meets, um, Predator type movie. So, um, but yeah, basically, let's see, on Den of Geek, it describes it as, um, let's see, where's the plot Getting an upgrade via... What is the plot? Of course, you know how these things roll. They love doing that. No, All right, no. here we go. Okay, well, no. It's the fourth installment in the Predator film series, the sixth counting the two alien Predators. Right. Um, let's see here. Um, a young boy, J- Jacob Tremblay, accidentally triggers an alert that brings the Predators back to Earth. Right. The universe's most lethal hunters have genetically upgraded themselves with DNA and other alien species, and it's t- up to a team of ex-soldiers and a science teacher to stop them. I like the team. It's got um, yeah. Boyd Holbrook, Thomas Jane, Sterling K. Brown, Olivia Munn, and Kiko Michael Key. So yes, that's, especially that that's last a, one's yes, important. Great team there. Because um, that's probably the most disappointing thing about, especially the first AVP. The team in it sucks. Like, yeah, I you got to have a sick like, you team. You can't. I if mean, your team is not sick and right, badass. Right. You, you have to. You're gonna want them to die, and yeah, and you root yeah, for the. You don't want a team full of red yeah. shirts, right? Yeah. So um, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna see it. Um, it should be interesting. Shane Black is kind of hit or miss for me, the director. I know I, you and Jordan like Iron Man 3 more than I do. Um, and then Nice ga- nice Guys was okay. Well, though, Shane Black, uh, didn't he also do that one that I freaking love? Um, uh, buh, 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 with Robert Downey Jr. also. Um, God, hold on, I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it. Here it comes. Here it comes. It, it's so I good. Know, um, maybe he didn't because they're not mentioning it here all right hold kiss kiss bang bang was that yeah he did that yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah, yeah. love okay, that yeah, yeah. movie yeah, that yeah. movie rules i mean and i love lethal weapon so i mean like i said yeah well he wrote that but yeah, but yeah. um anyway yeah so that's right around the corner we'll definitely be talking about that what's the enough. children act have you heard of this no um that's also in the it's a directed by all right emma thompson Fiona May, a judge in the High Court of Justice, a case is brought before involving a 17-year-old boy, Adam Henry, who's suffering from leukemia. Pass. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that brings us to September 21st. Yep. And the house with the clock in its walls, yes. right? So I, you just the, showed me this trailer. I've seen it once before. It's Jack sure. Black, right? Yeah, it's Jack Black. And I, the reason I'm most interested in this, because I, I had seen the trailer a couple times, but I didn't know it till today. This is directed by Eli Roth, who... Um, he's in Inglourious Bastards, and he directed movies like The Green Inferno and Death Wish that are just, I mean, The Green Inferno is like about cannibalism, and it's just like abhorrent and, you know, violence and everything. So it's quite interesting. Didn't he also do Hostel and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he does like, I mean, stuff that's like borderline X-rated that can't even be shown in. Isn't Death Wish like a huge bomb? Yeah, it did terrible. And there wasn't really anything that, I mean, it's Bruce Willis, you know, on a vengeance. Oh my god! Really Budget much. thirty million, box office forty eight million. Yeah, and that thing had a huge push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's sad. So I had a, so this is definitely his most mainstream thing he's done yet. Um, it's a based on a nineteen seventy three children's gothic horror novel, um, and it tells the story of ten year old orphan Lewis, played by Owen Vaccaro. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Who goes to live with his uncle Jonathan, played by Jack Black, in a creepy old house with a tickling clock somewhere in its walls? Lewis soon discovers that Jonathan, his neighbor Florence, played by Kate Blanchett, and most of the townspeople are warlocks and witches, and that the clock per- portends something dreadful. Um, so, it, but it's it, like it a children's fantasy vibe, right? Right? Yeah. So kind of a gaming-ish, you know, um, in a way. But 
Um, but it looks interesting enough. I mean, again, I'm just curious to see how someone like of Ross caliber will take on a children's story. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but hey, maybe he's trying to, like I said when we first talked about this, maybe he's trying to redefine himself, sure. you know? And it looks like um, Aaron, Eric Kripke um, is doing the screenplay. I believe he's the showrunner for that show with like 15 seasons that's on the CW about the two uh, Monster Hunter guys. Oh, Supernatural? Yeah, oh, I believe okay. that's Classical. his show. I believe that. So yeah, yeah. he wrote the screenplay. Okay. So that's okay. an interesting pedigree. Yep, Supernatural. Yep. Okay, very cool. Um, so, he's been moving uh, up in the world. He's doing Timeless also, so he's like stepping it up. Nice. But that's the 21st. <laughs> okay, I'll check that um, out. Assassination Nation? What the heck is that? Have you heard of this? Wasn't that really crappy channel? Really American action you? black comedy horror film, Sam Levinson. Um, Salem like High School teacher Lily Odessa Young and her friends. Yeah, didn't social... we watch that trailer a few months ago? It looked yeah, terrible. I think we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I think we did. Okay, I mean, never mind. Awful. Never yeah. mind. Um, um, what else? That that takes care of most of September. Yeah. Um, the only other one was like um, A Star Is Born. Um, no, that's October. But, but oh no, October that is 5th. October. Okay, cool. Um, I've what else is October fifth, bud? But October fifth. Um, so Venom. Is coming Boy, to man, that's soon. not that long away. Yeah, it's a big horror um, season. Why am I now. zero excited for Venom? Why you're, is that? You're not alone. Uh, I, I'm interested enough. I I, th- I feel like I'm the most optimistic out of people I talk to. Yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not alone at all. It's weird. It's like I think when I get dragged to it, which I inevitably will, yeah. I'll probably enjoy it. Okay, sure. But I don't have any like. There's nothing about that movie that I think about. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see that. Part. Right. Right. I mean, I think it'll be a fun October watch. I'm not expecting it to be great or anything like that. So if I'm mildly entertained, I'll be fine. Okay. Um, but it looks cool enough. I'm, the crazy thing, though, is Tom Hardy has signed on for, like, a trilogy. So I don't know. I mean, know well, that's know. what but you yeah. do. Right. You don't put out any well, I know, but... superhero movie and not have your actor with option option through three. Well, I know, because if it's like... a smash, like, you're F. Sure. And then he asks for $50 million. I mean, sure, you know, sure. that's an exaggeration. but I know, but, like... I'm just wondering where this whole... Because this whole, like, Spider-Man subset universe they're doing... Like, they've announced a Morbius movie, and then one character who I've never even heard of. Um, and so, like, I don't know what, really, their plans are for this little Sony Spider-Man universe mm-hmm. um, that doesn't have Spider-Man in it, and what they're going to do with it. I mean, I imagine if the sequel, they... If a Venom sequel, if this one does well enough, you know, they'd have to have Carnage in it. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, like dreading it at all it's not like my number one anticipated or anything like that but it looks fun enough and he looks cool in the suit so uh i'll check it out okay but yeah um let's so that's see. it for the fifth that's um it. then coming Next up on one, the 12th is a yes. big one this is bad times yeah well no yeah. the 12th as a day oh as a day okay, okay, yeah, like yeah. first we got first man okay we got yeah. bad times the l royale yeah we got goosebumps two for you Goosebumps too, really? Yeah, really. I don't know. Haunted Halloween, Columbia Pictures, man. I have not. Wow, I missed that. Horror okay. comedy, yeah, 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 yeah. And also that same day, Beautiful Boy, which is a, a biopic about addiction. The Oath, um, which is another. Uh, oh, it says comedy. Okay, that's weird. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, and that's it. And that's it for uh, the twelfth. Uh, okay, that October's huge this yeah, year, man. October's yeah. bumping. My birthday. Lots month. of horror, like you said. Yep. Yeah. Happy early birthday, boys. Yes, thank you. Uh, Halloween comes out on my birthday, so I already know what I'll be doing. But yeah. Okay. Um, you but, mean uh, hanging out at home, blowing up birthday candles? Yeah, right, right. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, Bad Times at the El Royale is the one that looks most interesting for me. Yeah. Um, so this is done, written and directed by Drew Goddard, um, who's done, he's written The Martian, um, Cloverfield, the first one, um, and then he wrote and directed Captain of the Woods. 
He's also done a lot in TV. Um, he created Daredevil. Um, he's direct. He directed the pilot of The Good Place and has worked mm-hmm. on that show as well. Um, so he's got a really big, you know, caliber there. Um, but Bad Times of the El Royale is it to me? It looks like the Hateful Eight with a Coen Brothers vibe in a hotel. It like, stars. I mean, who like, did you say it stars? You uh, didn't they say got it. John Hamm, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, Cynthia Erivo, Dakota Johnson of um, Fifty Shades fame, Nick Offerman, Chris Hemsworth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, um, a it's a big cast. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's it's a little hateful eight meets like a little campier, but right. it looks campier, fun. but noir, noir as well. So I'm definitely intrigued. I it looks fun. I, d- I want to see it out. too. Yeah, yeah. First um, Man is about um, Ryan Gosling, and this is the new film from Damien Chazelle of La La Land and Whiplash fame. Right. Um, so his first non musical, and um, yeah, it's about uh, Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong, so it's about the Apollo Eleven mission I mean, and all that. It'll clearly be a great movie. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean bio- biopics. I'm never like big on, but with a director like that, I'm more I'm interested. It does look like they're making it more see... more of a human story. Right, right. And it'll be interesting to see him do what he does outside the musical genre. I don't know. Um, that was but... Whiplash. I didn't see it, but is Whiplash like really well, that's a true. musical? Not really, yeah, you know? true. True. Um, more so all I'll but, get your yeah. point though I'll get your yeah, point yeah 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 no I mean yeah, both yeah. of them are very of a theme right, though and right, this is very right. different so right, not right. to contradict you because you're absolutely right sure sure um, but yeah I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll go and check it out looks cool uh, so you're going to check out Goosebumps 2 I haven't seen the first one yet okay. but right. I can't, I see, just always mess with you because you like Captain Underpants and it messes with me that you like that I and I figure you books. probably grew up on Goosebumps 2 so I yeah. a little I never got quite into it but I mean oh, I remember them but okay. like that but yeah alright it was the right era wrong movie okay so that is it for August October twelfth. Yeah. But on October nineteenth, shit goes My down. Birthday. Shit goes down. What goes down? So Michael Myers is back. Michael and Myers Jamie is Lee back, Curtis and we do not too. see his face in that trailer. Thank God. At least not the part I watched. Right, right, right. Do you know who plays him? Uh, I'd have to look that up. I almost yeah. don't want to know. Like I want to like that trailer doesn't. I don't really... think. I don't think it's a big name. But it, it is, is a but... hell of a trailer. Really is, and what's interesting is so all the um, the director is the guy who did Pineapple Express, and mm. um, Danny McBride co-wrote it with him, and one other writer. Um, so it's all people co-wrote from wrote the new Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Really, McBride? Yeah. Danny McBride co-wrote it. Right. It has a very all like right. it's all you know filmmakers with comedic backgrounds taking it, which to me uh, is not surprising as you might think because comedy and horror are much more. Um, intertwined mm-hmm. most people think of it because mm-hmm. well in I mean if you think about it in both genres you're trying to gain a very specific reaction for the audience and if you think about it too you're relying on people's misery in both scenarios to elicit that reaction so um, so I think you, you'll see a lot of people try, I mean look that's at Jordan, an interesting look at, take I'm not sure look at Jordan it. Peele look at Jordan Peele he went from comedy to horror and nailed it so yeah um, but yeah. That, that's that movie's cool. very campy though is this one gonna be maybe um, now this one looks very serious. Yeah. I mean, what's cool about this one is they they have some really good visuals. Like in that trailer, amazing visuals. Dude and rolls like, up and like the guy who plays, um, I guess is I guess it's Andy Matiachuk or Will Patton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever yeah. plays that dude who's at the, who plays a psychiatrist. Right, right. Who rolls up and he's like, Michael, I, I have, have something, something of yours. Yeah. And he holds up the mask and yeah. Mike Myers just looks the other way and it's this gorgeous courtyard at a yeah. psychiatric facility with like red and white checkerboarded floor. Right. I mean, it's just visually striking and then like when you start and you never see his face of course and he has the mask on and like he's like 
messing with this girl like she's in the bathroom using it right and like he's banging on the door she's like occupied next thing you know he has a big pile and, of teeth uh, yeah, and he yeah, drops yeah. them yeah. i mean it just looks punchy man yeah it's good oh, it it's punchy the, the only it thing is, like- it is bloom house and like happy death day was wacko um, I mean, we didn't hate it, but it right. was whack. I think they put a little more effort into this one. Though. The like, one, I mean, they, uh, their second one was wacko. The one I just saw. Yeah. Um, God, uh, dare you or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, truth or dare? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, it was, yeah. Forget, yeah. I couldn't even finish yeah. it. It was so yeah. bad. Um, I don't know where I've got the word wacko in my head, but regardless, um, I, I mean, I hope Bloomhouse kills it on this one. Oh, Jamie I mean, Lee I mean, Curtis looks great. Jamie Lee Curtis looks great. John Carpenter is back on not directing but producing, and I think he did the soundtrack. Um, okay. So it just, he does and, soundtracks himself. Yeah, he does music. I didn't know him. that. Yeah, he's uh, if a lot of his earlier movies he composed scores for. Um, okay. But the, and this, the nice thing about this one too, it just looks like how to do a soft reboot update because it's erasing the continuity after Halloween two. Um, so it's just picking up where he got in prison. Um, we know that um, he's her brother, all that. Um, but. I just love it because Jamie Curtis is back. She's on the hunt for him. It just looks like the ultimate showdown. So I'm cool. really excited for that. Cool, cool. Um, so that's October. Definitely some good horror picks coming up. Um, Something called Serenity and another one called Mid Nineties. Serenity mid-90s is a noir thriller with mid- McConaughey. Mid Nineties is written and directed by Jonah Hill, and it's like, uh, um, well, it, it looks like the Nineties, except not really what I grew up with because I mean I grew up in sheltered so, so, but it's like all the like um it follows like Stevie a 13 year old boy in 1990s era LA yeah spends the summer navigating between his troubled home life with his emotionally and physically abusive older brother and a group of new friends that he meets at Motor Avenue Skate Shop yeah, yeah. Skate Shop which skateboarding was like the biggest 90s thing and like the, the the big movie poster says fall get back up sounds yeah. good yeah um, what's the serenity noir thriller I, with McConaughey don't know about that. Um, Jamon Hunsu, Jason Clark. Oh, really? wow! Wow! Um, Dang, there's several I've missed. Oh, maybe yeah, this missed. is oh. this is insane. Well, this this one's got very little about it because it doesn't have like, even a description of what it's about on Wiki. Um, it's a sexy noir film directed by Stephen Knight from his own script, um, playing McConaughey's love interest. Blah blah blah. Okay, well maybe it'll be one of those that we find out more about later. Cool. Well, right. that's October, and yeah. then November we got a few ones as well. Um, the first one, if you can pull up the date, but Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, what about Nutcracker? Oh, Nutcracker, yeah, yeah. What is that? It looks weird. I think I did see the trailer at something. It's fantasy, um, buddy. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. When I saw that, I was like, what is this? Is this another one of those Huntsman movies? It's not, though. Not Huntsman, but, like, but, yeah, I mean... Family fun fantasy. It's Walt thing. Disney. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's not our thing. Bohemian Rhapsody. So I've been pumped for this ever since Rami Malek was announced. Yeah. Um, weirdly, this movie was very troubled in development. Um, Brian yeah. Singer uh, was just like not showing up. It's him, right? Yeah. He was just like not showing up. And at he's all. had accusations and other stuff. And, and there's all of, yeah, there's bad Me Too stuff going on. And, and they, end of the he story. He never had a good working relationship with Rami Malek. Yeah, so they always yeah. didn't yeah. get along. So which yeah. is interesting to know because when you see Rami Malek like in interviews and stuff, you, yeah. you get the idea that like. He could get along with anybody, right, so right. this must so have been pretty bad. That's saying something. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. But um, but it was like a bad relationship, right. apparently. But he exited very late in the project, um, and then they got, I forget the name of the guy they got to replace him. But but yeah, it was a trouble development. Justin Haith. Um, uh, no, okay. no. Yeah. Brian Singer is still the director. It says I think. Let's see. 
Um, it says maybe it still has it credited. Yeah, it was directed by Brian Singer. Yeah, okay. written by Anthony did, McCartan. I think they still had someone come in and toward like post production and stuff. And I mean, I don't know if he stayed all the way through, but it should be interesting. I don't know. Um, but, wow, that's crazy. Um, oh yeah. On first of December, I'm just go into yeah, yeah, on first of December, 2017, Hollywood Reporter. This is Wikipedia, by the way. Just sure. to give, cite my sources. Reported that 20th Century Fox had temporarily halted production due to quote unexpected unavailability of director Brian Singer. <laughs> With sources saying that Singer had failed to return to the set after Thanksgiving week, leaving producers nervous about the state of production and started discussions about potentially replacing him. Um, at which point, cinematographer Newton Thomas Siegel had to step in and direct during Singer's non-shows. Singer's absence was reportedly due to a personal health matter concerning Brian and his family. However, other sources claim that star Rami Malek and the crew had grown tired of Singer's behavior, reportedly showing up late to set, repeatedly clashing with Rami Malek. On the 4th of December 2017, Singer was fired as director, with about two weeks remaining in principal photography. 20th Century Fox terminated his Bad Hat Harry Studio Productions deal with the studio. On December 6, 2017, Dexter Flesher... Fletcher was announced as Singer's replacement. Um, on 15th of December 2017, the film had resumed filming in and around London, replacing Singer with Fletcher. Wow. Fletcher estimated two-thirds of the principal photography had been completed when he joined the production, saying, quote, I came into the last few weeks of principal photography and editing and the bits and pieces like that. I was looking at two complete acts in a good film, and I had to not let it down. Well, that's good. That's respectful. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That he didn't, you know, even though Brian Singer has done a lot of bad shit, he didn't say his movie was trash. Right, right. Which I respect a yeah. lot. Like, there's no reason to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, directing credit. According to the Directors Guild of America, only one director can be named for a film, and the DGA has sole control over who that will be. Although Dexter Fletcher replaced Brian Singer on the set before filming was completed, producer Graham King announced in 20, June 2018 that Singer would receive the directing credit on the finished film. Huh. Interesting. Okay. I mean, he did the majority of right, it. I mean, right. what do you do, yeah. right? It's a bad yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really an easy way. Yeah, but anyway, that movie looks good. Um, I'm a little sick of seeing the trailer five times and yeah, watching that's... Rami Malek make that same joke. If you think five minutes is a long time, <laughs> I I f- right, right, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about him: when he's on stage, Rami Malek, like I'm buying that he's that character. When I see him close up, I'm not buying it. But okay. we'll see. I think he's. It's kind of freaky how much he looks like Freddie Mercury. But like, you uh, do, yeah. Oh, I don't. Really? But I, okay. Oh, not at all. Okay. Oh no, I think he. I think he's maybe it's doing a physica- really good job. Maybe it's of the trying. physicality or something. Yeah, I don't physicality okay, yeah, yeah. kills. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say on stage. On yes, stage. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, when okay. you see him, no, no. I mean, I, it's a perfectly valid view. Yeah, yeah. But I see his face, and I'm just like, that doesn't look like him at all to me. But yeah. again, I don't know. Sure. Um, okay. Next Were you up. a big Queen fan? No. no. Really? Okay. I love you Queen. are. Like, okay. Oh yeah, I love Queen. All right. Cool. Well, then that that's that that carries some weight. Yeah. yeah. All I'm right. just curious because you grew up in the '80s, so. Uh-huh. so yeah. No, no. I mean, I like Bohemian Rhapsody. I like if I learned it. I found that about it in Wayne's World, and I enjoyed it ever since. And, sure. But I'm not like a We Are the Champions guy, and I'm singing along with okay. that shit. Yeah, you yeah, know. But I mean, it. I respect people that are. Sure. I want to sure. see it though. That looks great. Sure. Oh, it looks like yeah. Mm. But cool. Well, that's early November, and then. Um, a couple sequels that we talked about before, but Fantastic Beast Two comes around right around Thanksgiving, I think. Okay. What is that? What's the date? Um, Do you have it on? Yeah. Um, well, there's actually another one I have to oh, mention yeah, yeah, here. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, but I will in a minute. Fantastic Beasts um, is November eight sixteenth. Sixteenth. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's... right around Thanksgiving, kind of. Yeah. So that's when that comes out. Sure. Um, that is shaping up. 
Um, the thing about that movie and all of that stuff is I just wish it was Harry Potter. Oh, I do I too. see yeah, them yeah. and I'm just like, God, this would just be better if it was like another wizard at wizarding school doing Harry Potter stuff. Right, like, right. Why does it got to be Newt Scamander? I say this, said this before, but I got to say it again. This one does look good. It it's better. A little more at Hogwarts. Yeah. And that's, oh, I'm, I feel the same way. Like, that was what kind of... Well, I just didn't really like the plot in the first one. Yeah, it was, and, it was but okay. I, but I enjoyed like, it. I don't want to be away from Hogwarts the entire time and, you know... Place and doing it was also. Why are like we in America? Nobody yeah. wants to go to America with Harry no, Potter. No, Nobody want, wants to point. see the no matches. We no. want to see Muggles, right. man. I and I think they even changed it to Muggles. I don't even know. All I know is that the movie is not what it could be if they had just said "eff it, let's make another Harry Potter right, right, thing." Right, but they didn't. Um, like the future, what happens next? Yeah, how about yeah. Harry's son? Why not take that new Harry Potter play and like do something with that? Either that or go old school and do like either the Founders or, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and like some great adventure they right. went on. That'd be awesome. There's just other stories I'm more interested in, but I mean, it's, fine. it's but what they want to do. That though, this one definitely looks more interesting than the first one. I'll tell you I what, like Young Dumbledore and speaking all that, of, yeah. speaking of Johnny Depp, there is a fantastic, and I was turned on to this by somebody on a podcast who said that they read this article, but there's a really great Rolling Stone article about um, Johnny Depp where he's at right now mm. and like how crazy his life is and I actually recommend if you have some time one day Kevin you read it it's a fantastic okay. like look into his life and like what it's like and this lawsuit that he's trying to do and this lawyer that's working with him and and you know w- w- the hours that he keeps and the way he looks and the, and the people he misses and where he spent his money and all this kind of stuff all of it led me to, and I don't know all the details of any accusations of bad stuff, so I'm not even touching on that stuff. Yeah. But just as the sad story of the man, like, I'm totally, like, I don't know. I'm going to just not make a statement. But I'm just going to say, like, it's he looks good in this movie. Let me put it that way. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing him in this movie, yeah, and I'm sure. glad he has a role. Because otherwise his life is just so sad. I, I Anyway, I hope, okay. he, hope he fixes things. Okay. Um... One I wanted to talk about is, and I just saw this and didn't know it was coming this soon, okay. The Girl in the Spider's Web. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Claire Foy, who is in The Crown, um, is it is the, it is a soft reboot with different actors, and it's a sequel to David Fincher's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So anybody who knows... Books? Yeah, read all, all okay, the yeah, books. Right, not yeah, the yeah. new ones, though. Okay, not, yeah, yeah. not the ones by David Lagerkrantz. Gotcha. But my deal with the um, original trilogy is uh-huh. I've seen the... Um, um, Swedish versions of the films right. which were good. The Girl with the Dragon's Tattoos Fincher movie is just not good. Yeah. It's okay. I, it's just not good. It's just yeah. not good. I, didn't, I never got around to it, but I, it's yeah. It's just not yeah. good. Yeah. It's not good. I and mean, there's just so many better things to do, like read the books. Sure. So they're doing a reboot. So people that for people that don't know, because it is a while ago now, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was only the first of a trilogy um, of, uh, of these books. Hold on one second here. Um, and um, give me one second. I want to get the information up here. Um, Stieg Larsson. So the Stieg Larsson had a trilogy of books he wrote. He was actually going to do like eight or nine of them. Called them, but the the three of them that were done, and then he died getting winded. He was a heavy smoker, and he got winded walking up his stairs. He he had like a third floor office. He was always like a like a journalist, like fighting the good fight, like liberal cool guy. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, he he had a heart attack and he died um, right before delivering the manuscript for the third of his trilogy. Uh-huh. Or right after, something like that. But the, um, so there's the girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, there's the um, girl who played with fire, and then there's the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. Right, those, right. Those are the English titles um, in the, in 
in Sweden, like, one of them's called Men Who Hate Women. Like, he just, like, was blunt. Um, and, like, the two other titles to say are different things. But they were, like, books that made a statement. They were strong. They were intense. They brought this great character, Elizabeth uh, Salander, um, and Mikhail Bloomquist and their relationship. Elizabeth Salander is basically, like, this woman who was very abused as a child, went through the, the very, was abused heavily in the foster system. And... She's got tremendous skills in hacking and, like, rides a motorcycle. She's really badass. And so she's just a heroine to people because she's she's so different and unique and original, and she just doesn't give a shit about your bullshit. But she's still, like, a compassionate, caring girl. It's just a really great character. And, and like, those three books were done, and they made really good Swedish adaptations. And then they tried to do it in America, and, like, Fincher's thing just didn't really do well. It was too dark. It wasn't right. So now they're rebooting it, but instead of going back to the original source material, they're using these two new books by this guy named David Lagerkrantz. So apparently after the dispute was settled, because there was a dispute over the rights of these books between his like common-law wife and his family were like fighting over the rights. And, um, and so then David Lagerkrantz, whoever ended up with them, Lagerkrantz was given you know the ability to write more books so yeah. he's written the girl with the spider's web and another one i don't know the name of it and those two have been big successes also and now they're making a movie out of the spider's web it's just i it's hard for me to understand like how that's gonna work that's really that seems really convoluted but so uh, instead of the and that you're right the jack tattoo that was a while ago dang i feel like was that like 2011 Something it was like a, yeah i think so wow i think so yeah, yeah um it's just it's just weird that the new yeah. movie is I just have a feeling that it may be a huge bomb. Oh, That's all I'm yeah. saying. I, well, I, just, I didn't know about it until I read this thing about it, and you explaining that, like, that sounds more complicated than a DC Universe. I, and, if they're not, <laughs> and if they're not, like, promoting this thing enough yeah. for you to know about it, like, I didn't even really know about it, and I love this stuff, right, right, you know? Right, right, So I don't know that... Anyway, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I hope it does good, because I like the, that sure. whole concept, but... We'll that, see. Yeah, it's gonna be challenging. Um, there's a new Grinch, apparently. Yeah, that one. It's like so. The last Doctor Seuss animated movie was the Courtney Years of Who. I think it's the same style of animation as that. So, um, but it looks it looks cool. I like that okay. animation. Alrighty. So. Um, um, also, well, Wreck It Ralph too. I forgot about that. The Ralph breaks the internet or something like that. Fox one. But yeah. What is? Yeah, yeah. That looks like. A, oh, wait. Is that a full movie? What? No. What? Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sequel. Wait, that is Wreck-It Ralph 2? Yeah. Why is that not a huge deal? Yeah, it's been promoted. I forgot to put it on here, but yeah. It's a, it's I like, mean, yeah. I would think you'd be freaking out, no? Yeah, no, I, oh, I'm excited, but yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. It was just seemed like an afterthought the way it was. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like super indigent, like level of Pixar movie, but it, it looks fun, though. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. All right. But that is like a full sequel. That's yeah, not yeah, like that a is, semi yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. I it's not like some kind of. Okay. No, no, no. no I, I, mean, I forgot. It's fine. I just want to understand what it is. Like, sure, sure. and it's like the legit Wreck It Ralph 2. It's like. And so why instead is it of. called Wreck It Ralph 2. Uh, well, because. So the first one is more kind of nostalgic, like looking classic video games, stuff like that. Yeah. This one is more like. Um, is going to deal more with like the internet today. And um, I forget. I don't know what the exact catalyst is, but. 
Um, so it says, six yet. years after the events of the first film, the story centers on Wreck-It Ralph's adventures in the internet data space when a Wi-Fi router gets plugged okay, yeah, into yeah, yeah. this arcade by Mr. Litwack, and he must find a replacement for the broken steering wheel of Sugar Rush. Along the way, Ralph and his best friend Vanellope Von Schweetz encounter new customs, worlds, and characters such as trendy algorithms in the Disney Princess lineup with the Muppets, Star Wars, Disney Animation, Marvel Comics, Pixar characters. Sounds fucking great. Yeah. No, I mean, there, and there's not, like... It brings in all the other Disney princesses and stuff. And Sounds the great. Like fun. Sounds yeah. great. I can yeah. see, though, why that... Yeah. I, That's now, gonna be a lot of fun. now I get it. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. What else um, we got? Let's see. Also, oh, by I the way, that to... is... Yeah, that one is November 21st. I just okay. want to go back and say that Grindelwald is uh, the the 16th. 16th. And uh, Girl in the Spider's Web is the 9th. Okay. Um, and uh, Bohemian one. Rhapsody is the 2nd. So is the gotcha. Nutcracker. Okay. Cool. cool. The only one other other one I had in November is Creed two. Okay. So right. Um, Did you see Creed one? Oh yeah, I love the first one. People but say yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. First one's awesome. Actually, my dad was actually watching it the other night. But oh, like, okay. It kind of two looks. I mean, still a little fun, but kind of in the van, the trajectory of the Rocky franchise of like really great first movie, and then gets kind of into like dumb sequel territory after that. Right. But right. I mean, so this one is um, Dolph Lundgren is back in it, and it's his son is fighting Creed. Um, so, uh, actually, if if, if anyone's interested out there on Kevin Smith's podcast a few weeks ago, because they, um, because the sequel is co-written by the showrunner of Luke Cage, um, and they had him on an episode, and the episode before that, they were speculating about Creed 2, and they came up with all these different scenarios about, like, okay, this is how Rocky's gonna die, this is how this is gonna happen, this how, you know, like, it, it was really fun. fun, so, yeah, so that that's worth fun. checking out, but, okay. oh, I'm definitely gonna see it, it's a fun, I mean, uh, my dad got me into the Rocky franchise a long time ago, and then, um, and I got him to watch Creed, and, um, but, no, the first one's great, it's well worth checking out, cool. um, but the sequel looks fun, it's just not, I mean, I mean Ryan Coogler's not directing it, because he's been busy doing Black Panther, um, so it's, I think he's still, he might be in producing or something, Okay. but it's, it doesn't look like it's going to be as special as the first one, but still fun enough. Um, it's that Sly Sloan. Yeah. He's still hanging around. Is he? Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, okay. he is. He's also, I thought co- they were going to go off co-writing it, but co-writing yeah, it. Co-wrote and he was going to direct at some point, I think. They can't then, kill yeah. people in that movie. There's no guns and violence in those movies, is there, in Creed? The, no, but like, well, um, in what the original, oh, like, Apollo Creed's father is killed by um, oh. the Russian um, okay. in the in like Rocky Four in the but Ring. Like a, but I thought he was gonna in no, the Ring or in. The... A, I haven't seen it, so okay. I actually don't right. know it, But I've seen the earlier ones. But um, but I mean, well, but in the first Creed, Rocky has cancer, so they, it, they thought, everyone thought he was gonna die. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that yeah, explains yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's on the twenty first. Yep. So is Robin Hood. What's that? I there's so many Robin Hood movies. I don't, I don't even know who's in this one. Like, cause I, I Robin Hood Origins one. was the old name for it, dude. Directed dude, is, by Otto Bathurst, who's Ben Chandler. Hood? Oh no, written by Ben Chandler. It stars Taron Egerton. Okay. Um, Jamie Foxx, Ben Mendelsohn. Wow. Eve Hewson. I mean, they Tim usually Minichin, get big cast for him. And like, Jamie Dornan. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they usually get big cast for him. Jamie Foxx like, is Little it's... John. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's great. That's inspired casting, man. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, Sheriff of really Nottingham fun. is Ben Mendelsohn, dude. That's cool. Are yeah, you kidding cool. me? This that's looks cool. sick. Okay, that's cool. This is going to be cooler than we think, man. I Wow. Check it out. So he did Criminal Justice in Five Days. He directed the first ever Black Mirror episode, the National okay. Anthem. Okay. He's directing Robin Hood, starring Jamie Dornan as Will Scarlet, Jamie Foxx as Little John. Okay, hold on. Um, 
he also directed episodes of nothing important. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, yeah, let's see. check it out. Yeah, that seems uh, seems interesting. Cool. Um, that's the twenty first. Okay. Uh, that's all I had for November. Uh, yeah. Um, that's it. Cool. What else? Um. All right. So December. All right. Uh, this one. Uh, well, I've been. You ready about to drop lines. the mic like an mf'er here? I've been talking about Mortal Engines for months. I think. I feel like. Oh no. So we just watched the trailer again. It looks insanely good. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you're a huge Lord of the Rings fan, especially the movies. Right. This um, is like Lord of the Rings had a kid with Mad Max and the Matrix, so I'm just. All it looks in. awesome. It's, yeah. This is one that like I will absolutely see in theaters. Yeah. Like I really want to see this. Yeah. Um, what's the premise? Uh, there's a resist post-apocalyptic, and there's a resistance starting off. Post-apocalyptic steampunk world yeah. where. Um, entire cities have been mounted on wheels and motorized and prey on one another. Interesting. Yeah. It sounds rad. I love Hugo Weaving. Big world I mean, building yeah, yeah. And I, it just looks awesome. I don't even. Hugo Weaving, I could just listen to him talk and save the one lines. I don't even need him to do anything. Could you just, really? Yeah, What's just... under the Silver Lake? Neo Noir, David Robert Mitchell, Andrew Garfield, Riley huh. Kiao, and Topher Grace follows a man who sets out on a quest. To find the woman he met the night before in his apartment complex's swimming pool after she goes missing. That sounds good. Okay. Um, Neo Noir. That. Um, that's the seventh. Um, I like doing these because uh, there are a few others, a few that fall under my radar every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Mary Queen of Scots historical drama with. <laughs> see. With okay. Oh, um. Cher Sharonin. Cher Sharonin. Okay, yeah. Cher Yeah. She's a phenomenal actress. I yeah. Just, um, I, she I plays the eponymous character with Margot Robbie, Jack Loden, David Tennant. Oh, wow. Brandon Coyle and Guy Pierce. Wow. Dang. That okay. looks insanely good. I love a good biopic. Yeah, it's Oscar really season. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. Oscar, yeah. Oscar uh, food. Yeah. All right. So Mortal Engines is on the 14th, but it's got some competition. What else is releasing that day, buddy? And it's could Spider-Man it be animated? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so, when I first saw... The, the first teaser for this came out, like, last year. Um, like, I think Bendis t- tweeted it. And, I don't know. I like I love the idea of a Miles Morales animated movie, you know, especially in theaters and everything. I wasn't sold on the animation right away. Then, once they la- released the full trailer, I was a little more into it. Um, I'm still not... It's not my yeah. favorite kind, but, yeah. I, but I like it. Okay. I mean, it'll be... Um, it, it'll be... It'll be serviceable to what's sure. going to probably be a phenomenal story. Right. That's what... And that's what I'm interested in. I mean, seeing all the Spider-Verse characters on screen, um, we know definitely Peter Parker, Miles, Spider-Ham, um, and Spider-Gwen are all in it. Um, there's room for... I mean, the Spider... Did you read Spider-Verse? No, I have okay. it, though. Yeah, yeah. So, it's well worth checking out. It's one of my... One of the more fun crossovers. Um, our next episode, just as a little uh, yeah. uh, announcement, is going to be... Uh, it'll either be our next or the one after that. It's going to be a big Spider-Man episode because the new Spider-Man video game is coming out for PS4. Yeah. Um, so, we'll be talking about the game, but also um, Spider-Man in general. Yeah. And it'll be really, really cool Favorite and in-depth. comic stories and movies, all that. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Sweet. So, you like Spider-Man. But... Tune um, in. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm definitely sold on this, though. I mean... Um, Again, this is one of the cooler ones that, uh, you know, with the whole Sony deal, once they gave the rights back to Marvel to bring Peter into the MCU and everything, uh, they could still make movies like this and Venom and all that. Um, but, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I mean, um, I also like that Jake Johnson, who plays Nick on New Girl, is voicing Peter Parker. Um, it's pretty fun. And then Hallie Steinfeld is Spider-Gwen. Um, so it looks like a lot of fun. It's cool. I mean... It's got a good, you know, 
fun comedic vibe, and I mean, I love Miles, so um, so very excited for that one as well. Awesome. Um, and Mary then, Poppins Returns. Oh yeah, that's it. Yep, Emily Blunt and that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Emily Blunt. That's big. In that's it. a big deal. Yeah. Um, directed by Rob Marshall, um, Ben I, Wishaw. I mean, there were other Mary Poppins books written after the original, so they just never made any sequels. But interesting. Um, that should be fun. Here it comes. Um, and then. And then we've got Aquaman. Um, Aquaman what, what's the riding around in a truck, December nineteenth. Yeah. So we talked about this on the Comic Con episode, but it, it looks fun enough. Yeah. I, mean, I hope yeah, it's going to be. Uh, be right. But um, the underwater stuff looks pretty awesome. Um, not in, neither of us are interested in the road trip elements of the story, but hey, but it's James Wan. That's cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. To come, permission to come aboard. That's fine. That's a line from there. There's been so many memes for that. We'll we'll watch yeah. it. It'll be okay. Yep. I mean, is there anybody in the world who thinks this is going to be a masterpiece? No. Nobody. But I have to, this is kind of where I have to go with the Kevin Smith route on stuff like this, where he's like, look, even when I know a comic book movie is going to be either stupid or bad or whatever, I'm still going to see it because when I was growing up, the idea of an Aquaman movie wasn't even a thought. So in, in order to keep, you know, this culture alive, you know. You don't need to keep this culture alive, man. The culture is so, so, so alive. (laughs) But, but the sentiment rings true of, boy, aren't we lucky to get to have comedy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 that, that part of it makes, right, rings. Right. Um, totally. Okay. Um, so we'll see that. The last one I have. Of course, we'll do a review, of course. The last one I had was Alita Battle Angel, which I feel like we've been hearing about forever. Um, that movie freaks and, me out. It's kind of crazy. Is it really James Cameron wrote it? I think, yeah, because he was going to direct eventually, and then he's supposedly still been working on Avatar sequels for the last decade. Well, there's but, no supposedly. Um, that's yeah, what yeah. he's doing, yeah, but, like, what yeah. the heck? And are yeah. they ever coming out? And 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 when they do, is anyone going to care? I, I, yeah. Yes, but I, I not me, probably. I'll probably go just because it'll be a big, yeah. glaring train wreck that I'll have to see, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's this one looks. I mean, it, there, there's definitely tenants of Cameron in there, but it looks way more Robert Rodriguez, and I mean, because he directed it. Um, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I mean, the girl you know creepy, what my thoughts? Like, yeah, the, her but, eyes look whack. It's creepy. I but, mean, the reality of that is, I'm sorry to be so um, fickle or, or or shallow, but looking at her face freaks me out every time in the trailer and each time like Which i'm gonna get used to it i'm gonna get used yeah. to it i know it is yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be she looks like a like really freaky and the idea being that like the world views her as this threat as different right you know, probably is gonna have overtones of you know uh racism and 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 you know all of that and and i get it um it's still a little off-putting, and I'm, I'm trying to That's come fair. to grips with it. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go see it probably. It's oh, I mean, be, visuals it's are a, It's a it's theater like movie, yeah. Yeah. like if there oh, ever was one. Yeah. Um, and speaking of theater movies, you forgot Bumblebee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. So both that and Alita Battle Agent and Aquaman are going yeah. head-to-head on the 21st. Wow. Wow, that dang. That, that's insane. And Holmes I guess that Watson. happens sometimes with end-of-the-year movies. They A lot of block... Yeah, they kind of like... They got to get them in. time blockbusters get at the same time they gotta get them in yeah. yeah um so i mean you know it's gonna be a big a big time but there's a lot of money to go around yeah. in that time so we'll we'll see how that plays out sure um of those three aquaman alita and bumblebee rank them for like your interest level 
Because this is tough. I know the top oh, two yeah, are tough. Aquaman and Bumblebee. Yeah? And Bumblebee actually doesn't look terrible. It, like, I mean, it's the first non-Michael Bay-directed Transformers movie, and it looks way more E.T. Iron Giant type story um, than, like, you know, Ooh. just... But, but. You know, you, reminded, you just reminded me of with that. Have you heard all the buzz around Kin? No. Kin is this movie. I just saw uh, Charles Soul Soul yeah. was talking about this movie, and he was just like, "It's like amazing." Maybe okay. it wasn't him. It was well, somebody on Twitter was like, "Kin is the bomb." Huh, um, you heard of this at all? Yeah, it's. What it's is this? Uh, I'll show you. It's this new movie that um, film, a 2018 science fiction film. Let's see when it came out. Um, this thing. Uh, it came out August 31st. It just came out. It's this thing. Remember as a kid, he gets a super weapon for an arm. We've seen trailers. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, his brother, and, like, he's like, don't hurt my brother, bam, bam. Was it, like, a director streaming one or something like that? No. Or, like, a... Released in the U.S. by Lionsgate. Oh, generally unfavorable reviews. Okay. And they criticize the film's uneven tone. That's okay. Yeah. Um, It was... Oh, maybe. Like, really limited release kind of thing? Um, maybe? Let's, Let's see where it says release. Um... Theatrical run. It was releasing at U.S. by Lionsgate on 31st. As of September 2nd, 2018, it's grossed $3 million in the U.S. and Canada and $1.8 million in other territories for a total of $4.8. Oof. Yeah. It's projected to gross 5 to $7 million from 2,100 theaters in its four-day opening weekend. It ended up debuting to just $3.1 million, including a four-day Labor Day weekend total of three point nine, finishing 11th. Ouch! I mean, I can't say I've ever seen any trailers. Ouch! I have, but yeah. um, ooh, yeah. ooh, that stings. Didn't look good to me, but hey, you know, people, people, I don't even know what yeah. to say about it. Yeah, yeah, um, but man, that's a big packed out that really um, holiday lot, season. Quite a range. We've got horror, sci-fi, dramas, comedies, um, animation, all packed into one lots so. of good like noir detective yeah. stuff there's like yeah. two or three like under the silver lake looked good right um Tomatoor. the spider's web yeah. i'm interested to see a simple favor are yeah. you kidding yeah. me yeah um and then obviously we got aquaman very low on the superhero stuff yeah though, this this season yeah so i just aquaman venom and and venom's a little more on the horror and yeah and yeah spider-man do we have a new release date on um the other dc property that was moving forward with um shazam no that when is that coming out by the way that's pretty like I think that's early 2019. I gotta look, but okay. Oh. But no, no, no. The one with the the, the, the horror one. Horror one. Or is it Mar- Marvel? The, Which one? The one, the one that was going to be this earlier this year and it got delayed. Man, <laughs> takes place New Mutants. Oh, New Mutants. That, oh, that was uh, like yeah. I think it's still like next summer. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's good. Well, and I mean, since the whole Fox Disney deal, it's really uncertain about. The, I mean, I, I it could be that New Mutants and Dark Phoenix Saga will be the kind of, like, you know, end to that, to the Fox X-Men universe. And then, I mean, it could, I don't know, but it could, I mean, because... It's an interesting theory. I mean, because those are the only ones in development, and then, you know, the, now that Disney's got, Disney Marvel will have the rights back, or at least in some, you know, they'll want to bring the X-Men in. Especially with Avengers 4, it's probably going to be, um, whether through death or just, you know, their stories and a lot of the original Avengers are gonna be going out soon, so they need new blood. And I mean, I'm sure Feige and them will want to want to bring X Men and Fantastic Four into the MCU. I mean, so, see why not? Also, yeah. it's given the Fantastic Four a new uh, lease on life. Right, right. In the comic world, okay. Um, oh, yeah? So, uh, number one most excited movie. 
For Mortal the Engines. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With Halloween at a close second, I'm looking for Oh, Halloween does yeah. look good. Yeah. So I think for me, um, it's a simple favor, um, which is very soon. Yeah, that looks really um, good. And then uh, some only because I'm phenomenally curious, um, The Girl in the Spider's Web is probably number two for me. Sure. But, of course... Uh, Mortal Legends is is probably second or third. No, oh, yeah, it's, that just it's, looks like perfect Christmas it, time it, fun. For yeah, me. it's yeah. it's beyond fun. It just yeah. looks so stunning. And yeah, yeah, awesome. All right. Um, well, on that note, I think uh, I think that caps it off for this episode. We will be back soon with some Spider Man, cool. with some other themed episodes. Lots of good stuff coming down the pike. Um, where can they find us right now before we switch things up? Right now, best place is thejoyofgeek.net just for all of our content. Um, and we will be rebranding soon enough. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at KWShafe. And me at Rich Lepore, um, cool. where I make uh, uh, pithy comments about once a week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, um, I am Rich Lepore. Kevin Schaefer. And we'll see you soon. Take care.